damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's right. Welcome to the jungle. I think we've subjected them to enough of that, maybe. So, John, where did you come up with, when did you record that cover? <laughs> I'm creating Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, it's, oh, well, I'm Henry. I'm, I'm Andrew. I'm John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the this week's X Boys of of season two. And if you haven't watched an episode of X Men: The Animated Series before, and you just started here, you're gonna think it's a jungle show, folks. Uh, that's right, because the previously on is nothing but Xavier and Magneto and their jungle adventures that we've seen all season long. That's right. In the, the worst land. parts of season two, maybe. That's what I think and Henry, John might disagree with me. And we catch up with all the characters from the Savage Lands that we love. Henry, like... Sauron. And... Hey! <laughs> There's the forum... I can't think of one that I like. <laughs> There's the forum guy. You know who that is. That's... Crankle. Mm-hmm. Mm, and then close. there's Frogman, and he's amphibious. Yeah, you can't. For, everyone remembers amphibious because it's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> well, it's like, hey, he's he's an amphibious. Hey, who's guy. that guy? He's amphibious. Yeah. Oh, okay, but what's his name? Amphibious. No, I know what he is, but what's his name? Amphibious. Then yeah. we have platinum blonde lady who screams. Oh, that is Vertigo. Hey, wait. Hello, actually, we should say what, what's the forearm guy's real name? Barbarous. Oh, Barbarous. I didn't know that shit. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. White Wolf guy. Crank. We actually haven't... I don't think we've met him (laughs) until this episode. Um, That's Lupo. Hairball. Lupo Lupo. the Cranker. Um, But honestly, this this previously on made me appreciate all the Savage Land stuff a lot more. Like, you know, we all felt that those episodes could have used that extra minute. But, like, seeing it all together, I was like, this is pretty fucking awesome. Like, this is really cool and action-packed. And, like, I wish they just shoved all of this, like, at the beginning of this episode or something to be like, hey, like, we're finally catching up. Mm -hmm. Where's Charles and Magneto? Well, meanwhile, here's what they've been up to. Now, in Eric Leewald's book, I'm taking over John's uh, corner. You can read? Yeah, I started reading it a little bit. You just learned. And he says, because I was curious about Savage Land, and he's basically like, ideally, (laughs) we did not want to just throw in a minute at the end of every episode, but we didn't have, like, time or money to just create another, like, 13-episode arc, which is what they had in mind, I think. But he was basically like, yeah, in hindsight, that was kind of a weird decision for us to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because like, imagine yeah. you're watching this show for the first time and you just see these two random guys. in The leader our- of the X-Men and their biggest villain yeah. in the jungle. For just like, like hanging out. Yeah, getting attacked by dinosaurs. What does the audience need to know to understand what's happened since episode one in the Savage Land? Basically, Magneto and Professor X were lured out by an unknown person yeah. to this island that's half snowy, half jungle that they've been fighting their way through yeah, hordes of dinosaurs and uh, mutates and and that magneto that magneto technically made right yes he Mag- created this island they but they now serve a new master that's what we've learned so far yeah. explain in the comics how does magneto create life uh well he doesn't create life he alters life so what he does he was fucking is <laughs> He found a frog. Uh, no, so these people were all, they were all people who lived in the Savage Land, um, all the mutates that you see. And what he did is he used this machine that he created 
to unlock their like I bet that machine was made of metal that you better believe it was <laughs> to unlock their like latent like mutant abilities right so he he turned them all he turned a normal guy into amphibious he turned a normal what? person into what? oh my uh, god an asshole. and grew so they grew an darker. extra arm but that was like it was like them turning them into mutants basically Ew. i'm going to have to return my mondo science. magneto figure that's scary i wish he'd do that to me you look <laughs> turn me into a frogman Wait, so uh, who doesn't want to unlock their latent mutant ability? You know, they're purposefully keeping this vague this entire season, frustratingly so. Yes, because if we knew the truth, it's too dark and it makes us hate Magneto. Yeah, and then he just abandoned them. So why even touch on this subject? Is what I'm saying because it it doesn't fit in the cartoon. Because they're super fun characters that we all yeah. that we all no, love they, now. They hate him. <laughs> it's very obvious. Well, throughout the all these yes. flashbacks. They're like, hey, well, it's Xavier, our fucking asshole leader. Like he's well. Come later back. in the episode, Xavier t- talks about it. He says like the ambitions of powerful men lead to unintended negative consequences or whatever. Your citadel, Magneto, a sickness in the heart of our land. It was not meant to be. When I built it, I had great ambitions for this world. Unfortunately, Magneto, (laughs) the ambitions of powerful men usually bring strife and misery to those they would improve. (laughs) The dinosaur attacks them. And that's the Savage Land in a nutshell. You know, you get a quick uh, searching of the soul, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, and then your raft And then you just get attacked by a dinosaur. It happens a lot. Um, I've got a lot of stuff to say about the Savage Land and how important it actually is from like a storytelling Uh... perspective, but we can get into that later. But for now, let's start. Let's just dive in. You better watch your mouth. You know what? I'm going to say right off the bat, I, you know I'm not a fan of the Savage Land. And guess what? That actually hasn't changed at all. I think that these episodes are very cool, but it's only the stuff involving the X-Men and nothing that involves uh, Xavier and Magneto on their own doing Savage Land stuff. Wow. And that includes Brainchild. That in- includes like mm-hmm. anything. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And it bores me. And I'm going to rate that. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I just want to get that out of the way. Well, look, we, we open as we always do with Savage Land stuff with shots of dinosaurs drinking from a river, eating plants. We scroll up from eating that squirrels. river. squirrels. Yes, eating a squirrel. Uh, we scroll up from that river to find Magneto and Charles scaling a cliff. And Magneto's like, yo, we're like too old for this shit, man. Like, why? what are we doing? And Charles is like, look, if we can climb up to my ship, maybe we can get out of here. Um, and all of a sudden, they're attacked. And again, this is playing out just like every other Savage Land scene we've seen. We're under attack! But if you're Professor X and you just got access to using your legs again, you, I'd be climbing shit too. Oh, uh, I'd, yeah. I would just do whatever I could do. Now, I'd be doing... did you guys notice this little callback to episode one? <laughs> We're under attack. <laughs> the oh pilot. <laughs> We're under attack. Now, if you can notice. It's because he's getting closer to morph. <laughs> yeah. He's getting closer to finding morph. Yeah. And that's why. Oh, that's Little geni- Easter egg. Genius level storytelling. <laughs> the, the writers are subconsciously planting that they I know. are. I caught that. I wasn't sure if you guys could, were going to catch that one. For now, though, the Sky Riders are attacking. That's right. These barbarians uh, riding on pterodactyls. I like these guys. I'll say that much. I, Dude, the Skyriders are cool. The introduction of them, like sort of the Air Force of the Savage Land, if you will, uh, yeah. pretty awesome. And we see a lot more cool shit on pterodactyls later, and I, I can't wait. The best part is that Xavier takes out two birds, one stone, literally. Wow. Literally. He chunks a rock at a pterodactyl, which runs into another pterodactyl, and they go... They crash below. boom Down into the water. A third goes after Magneto, who jumps onto a branch, like, uh, Olympic style, and, like, swinging. swinging on it, and kicks. Much like Jurassic Park, The Lost World, when she... 
does gymnastics to defeat the raptor. Now, do we think Lost World took that from X-Men the Animated Series? Holy shit. Answer as usual, yes, absolutely. We're under attack! Um, anytime there's a reference that happened after X-Men that's in this show, it's I think it's safe to assume it was directly lifted from this series. Yes, yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, so they make it back to Xavier's jet after dispatching the Skyriders. It's still intact. Um, thank God. Oh, wait. Don't celebrate yet because Barbarous busts yeah, out with his forearms. All the other mutates, too. They're hopping out from behind the jet. We got, you know, Vertigo, Barbarous, Lupo, Amphibious. They're all here. And Amphibious makes a quick uh, plea to Magneto. He goes... Please do not abandon us again, former master. And then, like, I, I first I, I think he was being sarcastic. He yes, was, he was like, please. But it's hard to tell with like the way his yeah. voice sounds, like the way it's processed. It's like hard to pick up on his actual. It's also emotions. hard to tell because who knows what the fuck's going on in the yeah. Savage Land? Am I right? <laughs> you get to see immediately how much these mutates mean to Magneto because he just chunks Amphibious into a oh, rock. Yeah, yeah a Amphibious rock. leaps it up and Magneto just boom instantly down on the ground. He's like, D don't try it. They're a little science experiment to him. For real, like oh, there yeah. is, an, he could care less about these people. Andrew, do you know why he bailed on them? Like, probably got bored. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the X Men came in and like took care of Magneto in one of their classic X Men Magneto dust ups, and Magneto had to abandon the Savage Land for a while. Yeah, the, uh, that kind of makes sense to me. Like, Maybe the X Men were just like, like growing. This is like some old old comic stuff. It's like from the sixties. Like Roy Thomas, Stan Lee era. Well, like the well, Kazar Grandpa later comes in. Grandpa Sturgeon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Grandpa Sturgeon, but you also have to remember his mentor, Cranial Cranston. <laughs> I like how I mentioned like two writers, and it's like in one of them, Stan Lee, and it's like <laughs> that's too obscure. You can't give John and I an opportunity to make up names. <laughs> because really we good will. at them. No, but Grandpa it's like, Sternskin's a real And Cranial Samson. It, it, that was more when they were in, not into the like longer serialized arcs that would come later right. of like stuff that would play out over the course of years and stuff. It's, it's more of like, okay, like in this episode, the X-Men are going to go down to the Savage Land and pop in for a quick spill and they take care of Magneto down there and they leave again, you know? Let's make a human. I'm sure there's probably a more specific reason he left but that I don't really remember, but... Vertigo seems pretty fucking strong, right? She's incredible in these yeah. in this finale, this, this two-parter, she's like she's crazy. Specifically with Vertigo, I this brought up a bigger question that I, I think was explained and I completely missed it. So another thing to mention about the Savage Land, if you are just joining us for the first time, no one has their powers. Yes. Why do Vertigo and all of them have their powers and Sauron and all that? That's explained this episode, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, I missed that a little Thank bit. Thankfully. And I've watched it twice, maybe even more. No, it's I one still... of your favorite scenes. You should know exactly I know uh, who a little unnamed person is explaining it, but I just forgot. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, they. Uh, well, thankfully, all the mutates are equipped with these fancy little white belts that they ah, yes. point mm -hmm. out. They, they tap okay, sorry. very, Got very it. hard I remember. Uh, in a certain shot that I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, Vertigo, th she's one of those people who can use her powers, and she uses them to just shut down Magneto and Xavier. It's and a great you, power. You guys know what she can do, right? She gives you Vertigo. She, you vertigo. You, yeah. like, you don't know yeah. what's happening. She can put her entire mouth around a, a glass and drink an entire beer. She can do that, too. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she can do both of those things. She's one of the guys. Uh, and when you see it, it causes your like telemetry to get thrown off yeah. in your brain. Magneto and Xavier, they are rendered unconscious by Vertigo's raw power. Um, Amphibious uh, basically starts to... I don't know who he's 
talking to at this point because they're they're like unconscious i think um but he's like yeah we're gonna take you back to the master he's gonna decide if you will live as slaves or die like dogs i'm, I'm loving amphibious though i really am i i like he he's an angry little frog more the leader of the mutates than anyone at this yeah point. definitely and well yes even and though he says he constantly serves a new uh, master. i got a lot of questions about who's leading this operation no. well, speaking of leaders and operations we're in the x-jet um, the X-Men are flying in the jet in like normal, normal clothes. Uh, coming back from the mojo verse, perhaps? Blackbird uh, And Sykes says, hey, play Blackbird. <laughs> hey, Gene, play Blackbird by the Beatles, my favorite band. Play that message again, Gene. I want to be sure. Of course, ordering women around. Yep. Always What's... likes to yell and boss around. Yeah, and... But what, what is this message that we're about to play? Morph, morph, morph. Gene, my seatbelt's too tight. I can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that over and over again. It's morph. I think that's him. He's just saying, and I don't know where how they recorded it. I guess Morph recorded this and sent it to them. He sent a cassette to them. Yeah, we don't know where this came from, but it's Morph basically being like, it's a distress signal. He's mm-hmm. like, come get me. And of yeah. course, you know Wolverine's like, I'm coming, buddy. Yeah, well, he, he shouts Wolverine's name specifically. Yeah. He's like, get me out of here. I want to get out. And he says, wait, no, don't come here, Wolverine. And yeah. Last time Gene and Cyclops went to the theater, they ended up underground getting tongued <laughs> <laughs> by some more locks. And True. this time, they're looking for some morph locks. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no leech this episode. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, part of his message, he says, come to the Branston Theater uh, and come find me. Um, Is that an Easter egg? Branston. Branston, no. Oh, Timothy Branston, the creator of the X-Men. Nope. Okay. Not true. So uh, Morph's up there on stage. <laughs> Wait, he... we're, we're missing a classic line from Wolverine here uh, where, the, you know, they listen to the recording again to be sure that it is Morph. And Wolverine says, if that ain't Morph, I'll eat the blackbird. Yeah, he's confident. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> he's very confident. Uh, did you guys catch Morph's thespian name at the theater? Oh, no. What is it? Xavier Murphy. Oh, yeah. I did see that. So he's Murphy. hiding. He's, he's poking fun at his old boss. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Starring in uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's in sort of a circus tent-like theater, sort of a temporary oh. pop-up situation, doing a one-man show of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And now, his- did you guys pick up on this one? Because if you if you think about this... Morph is actually kind of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde himself right now <laughs> because he's kind of like a good guy, <laughs> but then because of the sinister thing in his brain. I thought it was a reference into... to the Eric Bana character, the Hulk. Oh, that's it, actually. Yeah. Okay. So he's on stage and he's uh, doing his little sp- his uh, his acting and it's incredible. It's really good. And he does a full transformation on stage. Yeah, Scott, Gene, and Wolverine, they, they walk up and like, yeah. they're they're about to go get him. And Scott's like, wait, let's fin- let's watch him finish his show. Let like, him finish. He's on to something here. Wait, I want to see this. Scott Cyclops is really into the performance. Uh, and the crowd's eating it up. After oh, they're that going nuts. Yeah, he's... he's Standing Listen, ovation. If he like, didn't want to come back to the X Men, I would understand if he just wanted to stay and kind of just do more acting because he's a he's really good at he's it. He's more talented at morphing than Mystique is, right? Like he can change his entire uh, shape and turn into animals oh, and like beasts. He's also sure, really yeah. good at embodying the person that he is. Like we saw that in the very first episode when we first met Morph in that classic scene where he's on the couch watching TV, turning mm-hmm. into Calvin Clone, and we're imi- under attack, imitating the president, imitating the general <laughs> flawlessly. 
um, doing all those flawless impressions. I'm absolutely wrong. Remember when Mystique was getting trolled by that guy, or like tailed by that guy, and she turned around and turned into a big like mosquito creature thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she can do that, too. Yeah, she can. Is yeah. that accurate in the comics? Nope, she doesn't turn into creatures that I remember. She just turns into people. But Morph does. Morph can, yeah. He can turn into creatures. He can take, diff- it, like, he can't grow into, like, I don't think he can grow anything, like, huge. It's, like, sort of relative to his body, but, yeah, he can. How big can he get? Like a fucking <laughs> rhino? I mean, he can turn, yeah. Because he did that, and that was a little. He can do, like, stuff about that. He can't turn into, like, gigantic things, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he can turn into, like, an elephant, necessarily. Like but... a big Ant-Man? Um, <laughs> yeah, like a big Ant-Man. <laughs> but, yeah, right. they, our, our friends, the, the ex-friends, uh, as they are right now in their civilian clothes, they follow Morph backstage. Um, where Sinister, unbeknownst to them, Sinister is watching from the shadows. Oh, and yeah. They go into his dressing room, and he's, they immediately are like, Morph, buddy, what's up? And he's trying to be coy. He's like, yo, my name's Murphy. I don't know who fucking Morph is. Don't talk he's, to me. He puts a finger up to his lips and says, he's like, quiet. Like, we listen, don't shh, blow shh. this. Like, I called you here, but he's like, watching me. chill he's the always fuck out. watching. Like, stop. And, 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 and the first thing is Gene comes up, and they're like, Morph, what's wrong? Like, they Morph, just, what are you saying? They're the we dumbest know you. people on the planet. It was very frustrating watching this scene. And then... Like, use your telepathy, girl. Like, you... Yeah. She's the most empathetic X-Men of all. Surely she can pick up his fucking facial cues no, to be they, like... Emotions took over them. They were so happy to see their friend again. <laughs> that's what it is. But and then, that's good writing. Yeah, and Morph, he, he quickly tries to warn them, but his brain does a little zap thing, and we know what that means. It's on the side of his temple. Yeah, we see, and then we see a slash up in the top of the tent. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the fuck? But Wolverine knows what it is, and he says this... Come on, Batface, show yourself. And guess what happens next? A giant arm reaches out from under the tent, grabs Wolvie by the ankles, and drags him outside. His claws come out, and he's dragging across the ground. Oh, yeah. This it's like is horror some scary movie style. horror shit. Like, I love this scene. Yeah, carving up the floorboards with his claws trying to stay in. And some of our expert ex-watchers might recognize those big-ass hands because they are... Andrew? The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. The nasty boys. The the beautiful, gorgeous hands of gorgeous George pulling out Wolverine to tussle with the nasty boys once again. Let's remind everyone gorgeous George is a purple man. Oh, yeah. He has red, slicked, greasy hair. Australian. Yep. He's Australian in a, in a big trench coat, and he can stretch his limbs and make them big, and he's gooey. And he's the shit. He's kind of like an Ivan Ooze. And he throws Wolverine with those big arms in right into Slap, the giant, basically if a baby was a huge bodybuilder. Yeah, with uh, three eyebrow yeah, with, hairs. Yeah, with three eyebrow <laughs> hairs specifically. And uh, he grabs and holds on to Wolverine. The rest of the nasty boys are waiting. Of course, we got... Ruckus uh, with his beautiful pink hair and his Another luscious favorite locks. Of mine. Yeah. Uh, screaming, not yet. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> hair bag. Uh, hair bag. We don't have to. The, the Jamaican talk. himself. Uh, basically, a wolf yeah, guy. bag. There's a lot of wolf guys so far. Yeah. Have you noticed that? And I, I can't remember if it's this scene. I'm pretty sure it is, but isn't Sinister. So Sinister reveals himself. Big scary he does, boy. yes, and he says... Uh, he's yeah. like, watch out. He's like, be careful about Gene and Scott. Yeah, watch out for them. I need them both <laughs> alive and, and unspoiled. He's such a little will. creep, but I gotta say, he's fucking awesome in these two episodes. He's such... He's so cocky. We understand why he's the mastermind. Woo! Do why? we? Is this plan foolproof? Is it a good plan? We'll find out. It's a crazy plan. By but going back s- to the Savage yeah, Land. It's My a question crazy is, plan? and this, this is in reference to what's happened already in this season. Yeah. If you want them to procreate, why would you stop them from be- getting married? 
<laughs> well, no, because he's got to force it. He needs to get. There. He wants to watch. He needs to suck. He needs to use his suck monster. He needs to get his seed specifically from the suck monster so that he can put it into his machine so that he can. Well, we'll find out later. What do you want from us, Sinister? Your very essence. I just also want to say, Sinister and Nasty Boys, to me, have never been cooler. I think they are fucking cool. Like in the in the first time the Nasty Boys were in- introduced, yeah, I was kind of like they're silly and fun. Now I'm like, they're kind of fucking scary. Like, they're big dudes. Like, George is really strong. Ruckus is more, like, cocky and intense than ever. Well, think of how it took the entire force of all of the X-Men to beat them in the season opener. And now it's just Scott, Gene, and Wolverine, and they've separated Wolverine already. It's crazy. Like, they got the upper hand here. All right. Back in the jungle. The Mutates leading Xavier and Magneto as... We see someone watching a caveman-looking guy, beautiful blonde hair, oh. um, ripped, jacked. I mean, just imagine Tarzan in your mind with blonde hair, and this is what this guy looks like. And he's got a puka shell the, necklace. The, 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 Kelly, the wait, what's it? The Alex Skarsgård uh, Tarzan, Tarzan, basically. You know what? There's I'm gonna a giant saber-toothed tiger next to him. To quote Content Dracula, I truly believe that that Tarzan movie is slept on. Wow. The Alex Skarsgård Tarzan movie. I really, I, I saw that in theaters and I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm more of a Northman fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Northman fan. <laughs> Northman um, fan. And guys, this is Kazar. Kazar and Zabu. Our local heroes in the Savage Land. Now, John, I feel like there's some animosity that you have with Kazar. Is that true? Or okay. am I reading into this? You're absolutely right. I'm, I, I hate what this the character. What the heck is wrong with I you? I think it's a dumb character. But I understand. Like,. <laughs> All writers and creators pull from their childhood, and they pull from things that meant something to them as kids. And I'm sure they were watching these serials as kids, black and white Tarzan swooping around. They thought it was fucking awesome. Guess what? It's not it that is. cool. It is. It's so it's cool. It's not that fucking cool. What is cool? It is what is it cool, like actually. cool about a guy who lives in a prehistoric land who can like ride dinosaurs? And, well, first and, off, and his name is mo- Kazar. Yeah. Go on. Awesome. And the most important part yes. about him, the coolest part about him, is that he has a pet saber toothed tiger. And you want to know something awesome? Kazar is almost as old. Like he is as intrinsically linked to the X Men as like Magneto. He was in X Men number ten, one of the very first okay. issues of X Men. Wow! They go to the Savage Land and hang out with Kazar. That and... makes sense because it's old and dumb. <laughs> I hate you. Um, wait, hold on. That wait, 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 wait. So in that episode ten, did the Savage Lands already ten. exist? Yes. The Savage. Yes, that like that was the, the first time they had ever been to the Savage Land. Before Stan Lee and everyone thought of the X-Men, they were like, wait, let's start with a Savage Land. Kazar. <laughs> Kazar Well, first they guy. fight Magneto. I mean, look, they f- they went to the Savage Land before they even fought the Juggernaut for the first time. You know, like, they... Okay. It's... Interesting. Well, it's weird that they resorted to, like, batshit territory before they even started doing yeah. normal things. Yeah. It's... Uh, well, comics were weird then. It was, like, literally just them coming up with, like, the weirdest concept they could issue after issue and just, like... <laughs> You know, occasionally there would be a one or two episode arc here and there, like when they first introduced Sauron, you know, but like... Oh, here's Sauron's a big question crazy. I think ties into this. Were you guys big dinosaur kids? I, I, I knew like every dinosaur by name. I had toys. I wasn't. Them. I was a trained kid. Whoa. Yeah. I thought you said I was a trained kid. And I was like, <laughs> what? Don't like you a, look at that dinosaur. Like I was gy- trained in the ways of the X-Men. <laughs> like a gymnast? Like, what do you mean? I was a trained child from Okay, what's your age. point? I had no time for dinosaurs. I was just curious. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur kid. What's your point? I, I think that's cute. I'd say I'm a dinosaur <laughs> guy now. Like, I love... Anytime uh, I dinosaurs are into anything, I'm, I'm in. You I know? think you know that's what? part of I think it helps with this. I mean, I, I didn't care about pterodactyls flopping around. Yeah. 
Can I ask what? you? Can I? Oh. Like, th- like um, giant things you could fly and soar around in? Mr. I love yeah. uh, Aloy in uh, the Horizon. latest Horizon Zero Dawn you game. Where can you can fly, fly to- in that game, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's and what that's I'm saying. You, you love it. And you, you, you told us last like night. You texted us last 40, night that you love 50 hours, but you can fucking fly in that game. Anything where you can fly on something I'm in. yourself you can grapple even i even gliding i'll take an, gliding gliding an amazing game yes and i think that has started in my childhood now andrew let me ask you something yep i don't think our audience knows this about you but you are a avatar big time avatar freak. head oh, avatar connection yeah man. well not to come yay brother yeah <laughs> yeah i see you he just said fuck you idiot in, in spanish um now if Avatar came out when you were oh, nine years old, you, uh, you better believe I would have gone nuts for it. We wouldn't have been friends with you. <laughs> you would have grown up different. No, I would have been a very different person, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Between this and Beast, I think you have a little bit of a blue fetish. Oh. <laughs> Between Avatar and Beast. Uh-huh. We would have seen an article online. It's like, Florida man dies skin blue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just want to, you know, I had the Avatar Depression Syndrome after it came out, or I just wanted to live on Pandora, and I I have, you know, now I have Savage Land Depression Syndrome after watching these episodes. Savage Land is somewhat similar to Pandora. Do you guys want to know more about Kazar's origin, or is that... (sighs) I guess. Tell me more about the Sabertooth. Throw it in. I'm curious. Zabu, his pet. (laughs) So, uh... Abu? Zabu. Kazar... Abu is Aladdin's pet. Holy uh, shit. Think about that. Guess what came first? Uh, Kazar... (laughs) When he was a child, he was in down in the Savage Land on an expedition with his father, and he got his his entire expedition was attacked by man apes, and Kazar escaped. Uh, what apes? man man apes? They're like sort of the cross between a man and an ape, you know. And they live down in the Savage Land, and they are the sworn enemies of Kazar because but they isn't an ape family. a man ape? Like, isn't that what like Bigfoot time? Like, but imagine something in between, like closer to a Neanderthal, but like with strong ape like features. Whoa, Bigfoot time! Yeah. When- uh, anyway, I, I regret asking about this. Zabu saved him. Okay. And Zabu raised him. He was raised by the saber-toothed tiger. It's a Tarzan thing. Because the, the monkeys raised Tarzan. Yeah. Also, and so they formed a, like, a bond that's like tighter than anything. They have, almost are like telepathic in the way that they just like, like Henry instantly Cavill get each other. And his dog. Yes, it is exactly like Henry Cavill and his dog. He's like the friend you have where you just want to hang out with their dog, but not them. But yeah. in order to hang out with their dog, you got to go... Like Maggie, your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I also notice sometimes Zabu has like kind of a human face. Did you ever notice that? There's oh, yeah. a couple shots where his eyes are a little too human. I'm like, yeah. what, do you, what do you know? Yeah. Anyway, this entire tangent to say that uh, Kazar is watching them We're from above. five minutes into the episode. <laughs> Uh, Kazar is, is watching them from above and he, he whispers to him, he tells Zabu, he's like, hey, since the mutates are busy fighting Magneto and this other dude, like, I'll use that against them. We got, we got a lot to do. We got a lot to take care of. I'm going to get my revenge on these fuckers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they, they, they run into a clearing, Zabu and uh, Kazar, and they see some triceratops. Um, and he calls them three horns. Yeah. He screams at them. Classical Kazar uh, They couldn't fashion. get the rights. Henry, do you have the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> They and, couldn't get the rights to Triceratops. Oh, lightness. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just Universal three. took them all for yeah. Jurassic Park. Three horn. They're only. called three horns? Yeah, he calls them three Because well, he doesn't understand time. what they're actually supposed to be called because he was a child when he got stuck in the Savage Land. He didn't. He wasn't a dinosaur kid. Yeah, no, he was not. He was <laughs> He was a dinosaur kid in a different way. Kazar's just like you. He wasn't a dinosaur kid. Yeah. Hey. Shit. 
So he uses Zabu to herd the Triceratops back into the jungle. Another cool Zabu thing he thing he does. Yep. Herds. Awesome. It's all, he's herding Triceratops, and we go back to the mutates. They hear a rumbling. What's that? Uh oh! Is that thunder? All of a sudden, Kazar busts through the clearing, riding a Triceratops. This is the first moment of, this, of the episode where I was like, "This is one of the coolest things this show has ever done." I will say this: we're in the Savage Lands, and I'm loving it. Yep, okay. riding dinosaurs. Okay. People riding dinosaurs is the one of the coolest things you can put in a story. Yeah, it's pretty cool to just like make any content that involves dinosaurs. So you have to wonder why the Jurassic World movies are so fucking terrible. They don't understand what makes dinosaurs cool. <laughs> What Just are we talking them. about here? What? I love mutants. Uh, I love Xavier. I love the Academy. I love villains. And, I love... And you know what? We're having a flashback, Andrew, to episode 113, 112, when John said, I like mutants. I like I don't X-Men. like robots. What's I don't like computer Sentinels? brains. Fuck you, idiot. Holy okay, so shit, we are back to that. Yes, point. it's about story. And right now, it's Kazar. about putting those mutants in awesome <laughs> situations in really cool. Okay, I don't, worlds. I don't disagree with you. I think we're we're ju- It's the thing that happened in season one where they were moving so fast yeah. and it was so awesome. We were covering so much ground that they wrote themselves in a corner this season because they've already jumped to Savage Land, which I know you said came early. And we haven't seen Kazar before. Having Weird. all this, you have all the X Men material laid in front of you. If you saw Savage Land, where would you put that material for all the storylines you have in your head? You're starting at the beginning, right? How late in the story of X-Men would Savage Land come? You were the showrunner. I think you kind of had to do it the way that they did it. I think, no, I think this is good because, frankly, they're sprinkling it in throughout the season a little bit. I would have loved to see And then they have these two episodes where it's kind of, everything culminates in the Savage Land. You better watch your mouth. It's just tough because we just got to know Magneto as a villain. We get to know his relationship with Charles and how interesting that is, but... Now we're suddenly thrown into this thing where he created this entire island of living things that's half snow, half jungle. Well, he didn't create the whole thing. He just created the mutates in there. He who made the island? Would, see, this is what I was confused about, too. That's this why is not explained asking. in the show. God made it? Uh, oh. Almost, yeah, the Beyonders. Um, oh, no. They created the Savage Land in, prehist- in prehistoric times to act as a game preserve, essentially, to save the life forms at the time because they knew that the meteor was going to strike and make all the dinosaurs extinct. Now, I like that. So they created this place to preserve That's like Jurassic World dinos. Dominion. Is it? Yeah, they create a massive. They preserve. suck out the. Oh, okay. They suck out the mosquitoes. Yeah, and there's locusts. <laughs> and they the spit it into two. So I don't know if you guys know who they are, but they're basically like in the Marvel hierarchy of like oh, gods no. and shit. You oh, have like no. the you have the Celestials, then you sort of have like the Beyonders, and then Eternals? you have your like Eternals below them. Oh yeah. Of. Um. <laughs> John looks so upset. Beyonders are bigger than inter- Eternals. Yeah, they're sort physically. of adjacent <laughs> slash be slash bigger. Yeah. Well, physically, they're actually tiny. They're the size of of a finger. I'm so angry. It's fine. It's Give fine. me back to planet back to, Earth. We got to get All back right, to so, the episode. So anyway, Kazar grabs Magneto and Xavier and runs off with them uh, using the Triceratops to dispatch the mutates. Um, Xavier's like, what the fuck was that? And Magneto's like, there's no time to explain. They run off. That's Magneto's MO this entire fucking time. Uh, I just don't want to talk about it. Charles doesn't ask questions. <laughs> He's overlooking his friend's obvious like uh, imperialism and just like fucking. Or is it imperial? I guess it is because he's just coming in and like exerting his will on the people of this land, and then just like leaving and being like, "Whoops, sorry." What was Magneto's game plan with the mutates? Well, yeah, he was going to use them to create like a loyal. <laughs> I'm so angry. We're never going to get over this you, concept. I we're like we're barely. I, I feel like I get one more thing through the episode, and then Jaws just like okay, John's but like, like so conceptually. What's a <laughs> 
I no. have to. We we, we have it's to obvious. put this. I think, so, I think like, Magneto is no, Magneto. so obsessed with mutants that he's like, I'm going to create more, and he wants this mutant supremacy over the he world. He wants to create a mutant utopia. He wants to turn yeah. the world into that utopia, and he started so in the Savage Land because he's like, this is the only place where I can do shit where no one's going to find me or Then you care. end up with Brainchild. And <laughs> fucking... <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's the Game of Thrones issue where it's like, okay, uh, Savage Land, we could tolerate the entire season, even though we were giving it shit, obviously. We can tolerate it because we're like, okay, they must have a plan. It's going somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be interesting when they get there. I didn't feel like I gave a shit once we got there. I think that's the problem for me. It's yeah, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. That's like your opinion, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but as soon as they reach safety, Kazar grabs Magneto and Xavier and picks them up by their collars. Dude, super jacked. Um, yeah, he fucks them up. He's asking Xavier, like, who are you and why did you bring this asshole back? He to says the, the devil Magneto. Yeah. Keep your gratitude. Who are you? And why have you brought the devil Magneto back to our land? Throws Magneto to the if ground. If he had not created those cursed mutates, our people would not be enslaved, and my wife would not be a prisoner. Oh, his wife? Devil, wife? Devil Magneto's like Dark Beast. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Doing his, exper- his his creepy experiments. I mean, that's what Dark Beast did. He did like experiments on mutants and people, and he deserves a lot of what's happening to him. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a quick tussle, but. You know, Xavier, like, Kazar, don't hold Magneto's past crimes against him. Who among us hasn't committed a war crime in our yeah, life, you know? chill. Um, who, who among us hasn't turned a man into a frog and ruined his entire life? But he does say, he's like, look, like, your current situation, look, the past, sure, that's the past, but your current situation is not his fault because Amphibia says he serves a new master. He's not serving Magneto anymore. Right, once again. And Kazar immediately assumes that it's probably Sauron. Ah, uh, yes. The he, what is he like a, a pterodactyl? A hypnotic pterodactyl man. Yes. And he can. He's another earlier X Men villain. I keep watching every episode. And I'm like, who's Sauron? Who's Sauron? It's like they throw you off. It could be anybody <laughs> in the show. It's like one episode. I think is fucking Wolverine. Next episode. He's be Zara. <laughs> yeah. Co- code name Zaron. Is it Mojo? Maybe it's Longshot. <laughs> yeah. Why would they introduce those characters and then do nothing? But yeah. finally in the finale, it's a b- huge reveal. Find we find out who Sauron it's is. It's just finally. the guy who they said was Sauron <laughs> in the last episode, in the last Savage and he, part. And he's a hypnotizer. Yep. He sucks your soul out of your ass. Now, in the comics, he is more of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde figure um, in that um, he's a uh, man who, a scientist, who basically ended up... Um, what was it? He got bit by a pterodactyl, by a radioactive pterodactyl in the Savage Land, uh, and he it gave him this ability where he has to suck the life force out of people, um, and that's sort of what his hypnotic ability does in a, in a sense. But when he does it to a mutant, it turned him from a normal man into the radioact the you know the pterodactyl man that you see before you, and he called himself Sauron because of the Lord of the Rings villain. Like in the comic book, he says, "Like I will name myself after Tolkien's greatest villain, <laughs> Sauron." Now is not the time. <laughs> I can't handle and this. And that's Sauron's backstory. It makes me feel better about his name, actually. At least they know it's... He's just like a fan of yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's just a Lord of the Rings fan who just is like, I'm calling myself Sauron. It'd be like if it's just like, I'm going to call myself Darth Vader because he's my favorite villain. <laughs> All right, so Kazar uh, is like, if Magneto betrays me again, yep. Xavier... You're gonna fucking hear from me, okay? Yeah, and Kazar he says, "Look, Sauron and the mutates—they've been—they've been enslaving everyone and taking them to Magneto Citadel. Um, so we've what does he draw in the sand? He draws something. He draws that. the Citadel. I think it's uh, literally he like pulls an out arrow. a dagger and immediately draws a penis in the sand. Oh, it's a dick. Yep. I see. I thought that's what I thought. Interesting. Yeah, let's team up. Let's put our <sighs> petty differences aside and let's assault, attack on the Citadel 
13. Yeah. Guess what? We're back to the good part of the episode. <laughs> we get an X transition. Cyclops. They did the little X-wipe. And he said, yeah, X-wipe. I love a good X-wipe. <laughs> Cyclops says, What have you done with Xavier? Scott, gee, how good to see you again. Kindly go collect our guests. I shall go to great lengths to be a service. Oh, George. Sinister's pinching both of his nipples this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he really does sound like he that the entire them. time. And and while uh, they grab, they, they go after Scott and Gene. Um, well, yeah, so Hairbag jumps on uh, George's back and they tackle Great lanes. He'll go to great I know. He's a, he's a stretchy guy. Yeah, Psych lowers his glasses to blast him. It goes right through George as he makes like sort of a hole. Um, yeah. And Ooh, boy. who tackles Scott down while Hairbag grabs Gene and uh, Gorgeous is grabbing Psych in his giant hand and then Wolverine. Two X-Men. Gift wrapped. Very thoughtful, George. Now, let's... <laughs> Wolvie comes out, slashing. I love that. He's like, very thoughtful. You know my favorite thing about Sinister? They're having a great time with this. Yeah. Sinister's like such a big villain, but when he gets hit, he cries so hard every yeah. time. It's, He's very theatrical. Uh-huh. I think it's I think it's too... It's also like... Uh, this is no, he likes nerdy, the pain. This dude. is a nerdy reference. I think he also likes the pain. He's a little Cenobite-y. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I think it's like... He never experiences like real pain much, mm. so, so it surprises him. I think when he actually gets like blasted like, by Cyclops oh. or cut by Wolverine, he's like, "What the fuck is?" This? <laughs> he's like, "You <laughs> made right. me bleed my own blood, my, yeah. green, my green blood." Yeah. Um, but despite being held by Gorge George, uh, Jean uses her telepathy to raise Scott's glasses, like they did in the first X Men film. Uh, she raises his glasses up so that he can blast George and free them. Um, Again, no one learns the lesson of when you grab Cyclops, don't leave his face. Cover his face first. Yeah. Just cover his face. That's all you got to do. It's like grabbing someone and pointing the gun at your head. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, he did have his sunglasses on. Yeah, his sunglasses on. He can't use his shit through his sunglasses. So. Yeah, but man. anyway, now that they're off, he says, he's like, Gene, get down. And he just starts blasting nasty boys left and right. He's blasting Sinister, and he's almost got him dead to rights. And he says this, too. I want Sinister. Sick. He's so, Cyclops is so angry this whole episode. This is the first taste it. we get where you're like, oh, he's back. He's ramping he's up. He's back, yeah. baby. Okay, okay, don't get mad at me, Henry. Okay. Mary was watching this episode, and she had a question about Cyclops. You boys love Cyclops. Yes and no. We've had, an, we've had a... We, it's Andrew, a complicated relationship. Andrew and I have... On I, a fundamental level, you love Cyclops and his power. Yes, but I think it's safe to say that Andrew and I yeah, have been yeah. tested this season because he is really in an ultra bitch mode. Yes. This is separate from that. It's no personality related. It's just powers related. Sure. We've been down this road before finding out that energy is coming through oh, portals no. in his eyes, yes, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So are his eyes open at all times blasting into his glasses? Oh, very interesting. Huh. Is it like a... I don't a think so. Delicate balance. That's. I happening. think it's like because it of the reflects. proximity it, like, of the quartz, yeah. it's able to like keep a tiny little field like that keeps it like at bay because it, it's like, like right in front of his yeah. eyes. What's the difference between so. that and his visor, which he can shoot through, and still keep it just looking like activates through. it? I don't. Know. Yeah, does, he, that, does he press a button? It's like, like a gas valve. Yeah, it's my. That's my question. Think like, of it as a gas. When valve. he touches his head or whatever, is there's that, a certain point at which the gas is it's still get, trying to push through, but it stays locked in, and then the valve just opens that up. Now is not the time. It's cool. That's all I wanted to know. That's me screaming at you as ruckus. He doesn't always <laughs> touch it, though, is the thing. Correct. But uh, it's cooler when he does. Yeah. yeah. And there's a thing in the comics that says that, like, the reason he can't control his blast is because of, like, the trauma he suffered as a child. 
Uh, I think well, I, like I, I think I might have mentioned movie. this before. But it's like if if he hadn't suffered that trauma, theoretically he would have been able to just have his eyes normal the whole time and then be able to control his blast. But because of that trauma, it, like he's forced to wear the. Maybe we'll see those pretty eyes soon. I'm thinking. I think we will if they ever get to the Savage Land. If we ever get to that part of this episode. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. So Cyclops is blasting. He's going fucking crazy. Okay. Yep. yep, yep and yep. then he blasts gorgeous George. It goes through him because he's a little slinky boy. Cyclops breaks free. We already did that. Okay. And then Sinister, like a little baby boy, goes, Ruckus! And then Ruckus lets loose. The trouble with this crowd is you have to shout to make yourself heard. Well done, Ruckus. I'm proud of you. <laughs> hey, it's what I live for. <laughs> it's what I live for. <laughs> the way the way he says that. Hey. It's what I live for. It's like a completely different character. Yeah. <laughs> if we're laying out all all of Wolverine's like quips and the gorgeous boys, what are they called? Nasty boys. Nasty Literally boys. the opposite. <laughs> they're quips. I'd say they're 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 fun. they're punnier and funnier. Oh yeah. Oh, I, Wolverine and the nasty boys. That'd be, That's what I want to see. Yeah. He'd be so annoyed by them the whole time. Though he, you make him the leader of the nasty boys. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. That's, so that's it's rugged Wolverine. Like he just lets his hair grow all over yep. his face and shit. Like he doesn't Ooh, give a shit. Yeah, I like yep. that. Wolverine and the Nasty Boys. That's the comic we're pitching if we ever get that meeting with Marvel. We keep <laughs> writing them. They keep turning us down. No one's listening. So the gorgeous boys um uh are dragging the X-Men away. Yeah, we they cut, beat them. Cut to later. They're boarding the sinister jet, I guess is what we call it. Yeah. Um here's my first issue. I, I don't love the X-Men being captured that easily. <laughs> oh my god, Sean, this is gonna take forever. <laughs> They're strong. We've established. No, they're, they're strong. They they have fucking crazy powers. Yeah, dude. They're George very can strong. Reach you from like across the way. Ruckus, Ruckus is alone. I didn't okay. mention this, but Wolverine jumps. He leaps through the air, and Ruckus throws out his arm and catches Wolverine in, in his forearm. And his, his adamantium claws can't and slash hammocks it. and like hammock throws him across. These guys are oh, tough. Yeah. We should establish how tough they are when we before we do our villain draft at the end of the episode. Oh my god! Oh guys, Sean, shut guys. Up. We are doing a villain draft. Yeah, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We did a hero draft in the beginning. We're doing a villain draft at the end, and it involves every single villain that we have seen thus far. We each get to draft four, creating four. a villain team. Oh, my God. Henry alluded, uh, talked about this already, but Wolverine, he wakes up, yeah. and uh, he, he starts fighting Hairbag, who's been dragging him. He pulls him down to the ground. Again, he tries to jump forward. Like Henry said, George hammocks slings him away. Wolverine lands and does like an anime slide where he slashes his claws into the ground and like brings himself to a halt. So cool. Really sick. Um, but then he jumps after Slab, who is carrying Gene, the big strong guy. And um, Wolverine tackles him to the ground, who drops Gene, and they start to tussle. And then Wolverine is hit over the head with a giant piece of wood by, by Gene. Betrayal. What? But she laughs... And when she laughs, we immediately know what's going on. It's our buddy Morph. And they shift, and he uh, shifts. He does his... <laughs> sh- yeah, and it's very disturbing image. Gene turns into Morph. It's like half Gene, half Morph, and I For a few like frames, yeah. there's a... There's we'll take a, a screenshot of that one for you. Yeah, but follow us on Instagram at Pod if you want to see that one, folks. Oh, yeah. Um, so they take the real Gene and uh, head off to the jet with Morph laughing away, leaving Cyclops and Wolverine on the ground. Cyclops wakes up as the jet's flying, and he starts trying to blast after it with his vision but they're too far away and Wolverine um, said why did they leave them behind hmm. uh, because they really just need Gene no 
Sinister's entire plot is to get the X-Men to the <laughs> island with Well, them. no, it's because Wolverine and, and Scott are putting up a fight, That's, and Jean is still sense. unconscious. And they're just like, look, we'll just get her for now. We they can make a plan to go back for Cyclops. Well, they probably assume that they're going to come after but Jean. that's also part of it. Oh, and then it's yeah. easier to take them down yeah. once they get to Savage Land. Because yeah. no powers. Got it, got it. Get her okay, home turf, that. neutralize these two powerful guys' with powers, make Jean the damsel in distress, because we underestimate her, because everyone under- underestimates Jean Grey in this show so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, Wolverine says, we're going to find this girl no matter what it takes, buddy. We're going to find our girlfriend no matter what it takes. <laughs> and Wolverine tackles the round boy and says, You grabbed the wrong girl, fat boy. Well, that, that already I happened. Mean, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> so back in the Savage Land, John's about to throw up. <laughs> we see the Savage Boys, as I'm going to call Kazar, uh, Magneto, and... I'm down with that. Xavier and Cabu, or uh, Zabu, sorry. Zabu. Um, riding a raft towards the Citadel. And by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this before, the Citadel is a giant uh, tower that sits in the middle of a huge lake. Um, or I guess a lake, right? River, lake, ocean? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think like I'm going to name my villain lake. team the Try Guys. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be three. Anyway, as they approach, <laughs> Kazar is just like, I hate the Citadel. Fuck the Citadel. Fuck you, Magneto. You suck. Oh, yeah. And I played this already, but yeah. let's just do it again. Your Citadel, Magneto. A sickness in the heart of our land. It was not meant to be. When I built it, I had great ambitions for this world. Yeah. Unfortunately, Magneto, the ambitions of powerful men usually bring strife and misery to those they would improve. <laughs> the other dinosaur pops out of the water, breaks the raft, and then... They're launched yeah. into the water. But guess what? Kazar, he's got a plan. He's here to show us what he can do. He climbs up onto the dinosaur and with, with, with his, a stick. With a stick and with his hands in front of his face says <laughs> And the dinosaur He throws the stick. Runs away. Oh right. And the dinosaur runs off to chase so him. So it's a fetch situation. Yes. Wow, he's smart. He knows he, that dinosaurs love to play fetch. As this giant Loch Ness monster, you know, swims away, he leaps off of it and dives back into the water. Just classic Kazar. If there's anything Chris Pratt taught us is that all dinosaurs are just dogs. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's just true. put your hand in front of them to calm them yeah. down. Mm-hmm. But they swim off to the citadel. Um, they 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 get aboard. They get aboard. No, they get ashore. So as they approach, you know, Xavier's like, "Oh, there's a chill wind tonight." And Kazar's like, "Yeah, there's always been a chill wind since freaking Magneto came Since here. Devil Boy showed up. And you up. see, there's a shot of Magneto where you see him narrowing his eyes at that, which I thought was great. <laughs> He's just like, "You fucking caveman, stupid idiot!" Like, uh, but Magneto finds his secret entrance. You know, he's like, "Times change, Jungle Lord." Uh, they they walk. Is that in. what he says? Yeah. He calls him Jungle Lord? He calls him Jungle Lord. Magneto, he's like, look, it'll take, uh, th- this secret passageway will take us right to the lab. That's probably where this master is going to be hold- held up, if anywhere. Um, and they get there only to be greeted by the mutates. Amphibia says their new master found this secret passage a long time ago. Like, instantly. Like, dude, you were barely hiding it. Like, what are you, you Damn. thought you were so clever? No. Magneto Our new master's cries. way clever. Uh, Kazar immediately dips. He literally just runs out and dives off the edge of the balcony. Yes, I love that. Both he says, him, we'll just find another way to save my beloved. Him and Zabu just ju- dive off together, like yeah. head first into the water. He doesn't care about Magneto or Xavier. He said he made that pretty clear. Yeah, earlier. you can't, you, you got to regroup sometimes. You know, you're playing Elden Ring. You're fighting a tough boss. Yeah. You want to get that last little sliver of life off the oh, health yeah. bar. You need to roll backwards, regroup, think. Get out of there for a second. Yeah, exactly. Dive off a hundred foot citadel. <laughs> yeah, with your cat. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, we hear a very strange voice, and he says, "We have the two we really wanted." 
exactly like that. You are the master And I just want to say, a little, little tiny little man comes out. And his name is Brainchild. He is a tiny guy. Imagine like a, a gnome-like uh, skinny <sighs> small man with a giant head. His head is about the size of his torso. It's um, really upsetting. And he j- he has like weird like little armor on or something. Or yeah, he's got a cool little... Um, cool? He has like a cool... Crown it's cool, head, you would say. <laughs> I think his head... I can see why they thought he was the brains of the operation. <laughs> his big head, it's for some reason, goes exactly to the waist of Sinister. Just putting that out there. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's fitting because he silenced these people huh. immediately and says that he's he's not the master. Don't don't talk about the master yeah. like that. I don't think that I would be it. Are the master Away. Oh my god. You may call me Brainchild. Okay, I, I need How? to look up who voices Brainchild because I think he does a lot of the voices. Oh really? It feels like it, right? Like it feels that feels like a voice that I mean I heard this and I think that he should never work again. Uh. Oh no, I think it's a great voice for Brainchild. Brainchild Like what show are we in? We're I, in X-Men, dude. Uh, this is what X-Men's weird. That's it. Like, it hasn't been we that like, weird. We like weird. I know. Mojo Vision. Like sure, I guess. It's are you kidding like me? This little guy just Captain Marvel being trapped inside Rogue's mind. I just weirdly think it's like such a serious kind of episode so far. And then you know, granted, Kazar and a cat are jumping off a citadel, but still, just this little man who's like. I don't understand how you're struggling with the tone of this. All right. Oh 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 oh. Same voice as Kazar. Same voice what? as Sauron. Whoa! I would have guessed like Amphibious or something. Kazar and Brainchild are the same. Yep. I love that. Holy shit. I see love what else that. this guy normally does. He just like went off on Brainchild. Well, Brainchild goes off on Xavier Magneto uh, and has his goons chain them to the wall, the, the mutates. Um, and by chain to the wall, I mean uh, put them against the wall and these vi- bioorganic vines come out and, and grab hold of Xavier Magneto. Um, and uh, Sinister and the Nasty Boys are, they show up now, which is a very convenient timing for the story. Uh, Brainchild's yeah. happy to see him. Magneto is not impressed at all. Frankly, I'm not impressed. <laughs> uh, when he sees Sinister, he's like, I didn't expect you to be a little taller. Yeah, so by the way, this is the big reveal. Sinister is the, the master. new leader. Yeah, he is if the you new... haven't figured that out by this point, <laughs> yes. I don't know what to tell you. And guys, can you believe it? He is really pulling the strings throughout these two seasons. He is a mastermind, except for maybe Sentinels and all that shit. But yeah, no, he had nothing wow, to do with the Sentinel stuff. He is just a little trickster boy. Yeah. Uh, Magneto, you know, yeah, he's heard of Sinister, but he's... Frankly, I'm not impressed. And uh, Jean, who's there, she runs to the professor. Her hands are bound. And obviously, since they're in the Savage Land, she can't use any of her powers. Wait, it's funnier than this because Professor X goes, Mr. Sinister? And (laughs) Magneto goes, I've heard the name. I'm not impressed, which... If anyone hears that name, they should not be impressed. It's a fucking terrible name. <laughs> right. You're telling me there's a guy called Mr. Sinister? <laughs> I'm Magneto. Okay. That's like, a good point. His I'm, name's Magneto. My name's fucking Magneto. Like. Magneto. But Sinister, Sinister explains sort of the changes he's made since Magneto's been out of town for a while, the upgrades he got. So he says that he got a tissue sample from Sauron. This is where the master plan of the <sighs> season comes together. He got a tissue sample from Sauron, put it into the device that draws energy from any mutants in the Savage Land, rendering their powers useless. The mutates are unaffected because, as we explained before, they've got these protective belts on. And Sinister slaps his belt about five times, and he goes, like these belts. 
<laughs> but it's funny because he like didn't realize he's like oh i guess you walking is a weird side effect that i didn't anticipate which yeah don't know how that science <laughs> yeah, works they're but... like well we can just uh we, i don't actually have an explanation for this writers maybe i don't know yeah and maybe was like look dude okay just just cut to the chase what do you want from us and he's like i want you your essence what do you want from us sinister your very essence your boys your what? boys mm-hmm. what is that he wants his boys he wants his testicles does that mean x like x boys he did like a squeeze gesture like he was gripping his his testicles when he said it too. i i'm being serious i don't know what he means no he says your and then he just cuts himself off and then he gestures to the boys yeah he's gesturing to the nasty boys but i love i wrote it like this in the notes to fuck with you <laughs> <laughs> no but i really like i was watching i was like huh yeah, no, because he's I like, really your, he's, he cuts himself off to be like, boys, because he sees Morph out of the corner of his eye. He can sense that Morph is going for a oh, gun to shoot at him. And the boys okay. tackle Morph, puts him on Morph the wall. Morph is schizophrenic at this point. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Yeah, he's, in this moment, he decides to be an X-Man. And you know what he says? Better to die an X-Man than to live as your slave. Morph is still in there. The real Morph is in there, and he comes out every now and then, as we are just saying... But Sinister's just got a lock on him. He's got his brain locked down. Seems like you're yeah. worried about him, like you care about him. I Morph. do care about Morph. That is established in the lore of Henry on the X-Boys that I am a Morph <laughs> It's just guy. good to hear. That's all. I know. I'll say it as much as I can. I'm glad that we're all Morph boys. Although. Rooting for our guy although, to come back to the X-Men fold. I will say, though, it's very dangerous territory because if he comes back to the X-Men, that's when I did not like him. I liked him as evil morph, so... It's fine. You just don't like Wolverine to be happy and have joy. I, hey, season three, we're going to find <laughs> out what's up. If he survives this episode, though. We'll see. He's chained up to the wall currently, but uh, Sinister... Oh, and we should say that when he sort of flips into morph mode back and forth between Slave Morph and X-Men Morph, he uh, there's like this flash that happens on the side of his yeah. head with this computer chip or whatever that's mm-hmm. in his brain. Uh, but anyway, Sinister says that he wants Xavier to contact his students. You know, the X-Men, obviously. Uh, Xavier says, like, no way. Nothing you can tell me is going to make that happen. Ain't happening. But, oh, until Sauron shows up. Uh-oh. And Sinister uses Sauron's hypnosis abilities to hypnotize Xavier, who struggles as much as he can. You are a fool, Sinister. The most powerful mutants on Earth shall hunt you down to see Charles Xavier avenged. Yeah, he's being zapped. Magneto's acting like... Professor X is already dead. He's like, yeah. oh, you blew it now. Oh, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and Xavier has like a he's he's seeing all the faces of the X Men in his brain, and he's saying, I have so many people to protect. And meanwhile, friends, by the way, on me. you're seeing all these faces, mm-hmm. and one of them is Rogue, who we have seen that he has failed mm-hmm. to protect her because mm-hmm. her mind is a fucking mess because he's just suppressing. That's why all he feels he feels guilty about it. I know, but it's you know that ship has sailed, buddy. You you fucked up. And uh, who don't we see? We do see Gambit. We're safe for Gambit, oh, at least yeah, so yeah. far. Again, when these memories happen, I can't help but think it's an order of importance. Okay. First up is Cyclops and Gene. This checks out. Of course. That's, who, that's his kids. That's yeah. who you think of first. Yeah. yeah. Then there's Beast, which makes sense because they just nerd out and talk about shit together. Yeah. Sure. Then Rogue and Gambit because he likes to watch them fuck. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, God. Then he puts Storm and Wolverine last mm. because he's most threatened by them. Because mm. they're the most level-headed. They're the most... The strongest of the two, Sinister's got it wrong. Those are the two he should be on targeting. a bad day. The two of them could just take his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And then no Jubilee because he everyone forgets about. Yeah, Jubilee. there is no Jubilee in the. Flashback. Yeah, no. Why would he think about her? He's, He's like, oh right, she. Yeah. Oh yeah, that kid <laughs> that I've hired for security. She's new. Um, and then at the very end, 
of this brain blast. He's 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 resisting. Sauron's like, I've never seen someone resist like this. And then at the very end. What have you done to him? Charles. Uh oh. Oh Charles. Wakey wakey. Wakey. What do you want from me? Master. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> What's going on? Cerebro confirms it's the professor's code. <laughs> Cut to the X Mansion. On that on that insane cliffhanger. Yeah. We're back at the X Mansion war room. Gambit getting the incoming transmission from the Professor. Storm, Beast, Rogue, Jubilee are all there too. They're popping in. Professor pops up on the video screen. Uh, he speaks in a very robotic voice, and he's just like, meet me in Antarctica at these coordinates. Again, same trick he played with with Charles and Magneto, where he got them to go to the Savage Land, where yeah. they're like, hey, I'm in trouble. See, <laughs> they should have had more. They should, what I would have loved to have seen is Sinister Torture Morph into turning into Xavier to give a more sincere performance. Ooh, wow. Because Xavier, under hypnosis, is going to sound like, and of course, the X-Men immediately see through it. They're like, yeah, why the fuck is Xavier doing this? But if yeah. it was Morph selling it, like the you way mean he like sold he it did to it Xavier... Before? You mean like he should have done for the entire X-Men earlier instead of like going somewhere with Gene and Cyclops separately and luring them there? Why not get all the X-Men to come immediately to the Savage Land and rid them of their powers? It, this is my problem with this episode. It's all much ado about nothing. Well, no, the thing is it's not Sinister didn't want to lure them. The, the, the X-Men came to Morph because Morph was legitimately calling out to them. He wasn't evil Morph mode. He was yeah. struggled with Morph no, mode. No, 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 but I actually I'm, don't know about that. I think so. Well, I think that's the only way it makes Sinister's sense. Sinister's waiting in the corner. Why, Sinister yeah. was there because at the Sinister's play. watching Morph, and Morph like kind of knows Sinister's around, but he's like, "I'm trying not to like you know." He's like, either way, I think Sinister knows that he called. And either way, Morph has already done this gambit before, where he calls them, yeah, and and summons them somewhere. So just do that again. It's somewhat unclear. I'll say that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to tear it apart. But that that bugged me about this this episode. I think we. I think there's a cleaner way to get everyone there. Well, this fun. whole episode of this whole ending of episode one is very messy. Yeah, because yeah. Cyclops and uh, Wolverine just show up in the in the war room and are just like. Uh, oh well, they they, they walk like up take to a Beast. moment to ignore everyone as they walk in. They're like, "Hey yeah. guys, what's up?" They don't say anything. Cyclops walks straight up to Beast, and as they both have a lot of pertinent information, say, "We have to talk." At the same time, <laughs> and walk away. Honestly, I love that. It's like yeah, it's just cool. a quick way where you're just like, "Okay, yeah, they caught up." It goes to another problem too, where why was it just the trio of them that went to answer that distress call from Morph? Why didn't you bring all the X Men and have all your group there? Well, they they never do that. I know they don't. I know they usually break because them up. Wolverine knows from his previous encounter with Morph earlier in the season when he went after him solo. He's like, "Leave me alone. I got to figure this out in my own time." So Wolverine's like, "Look, we can't overwhelm him mm. with the entire team showing that. up. Let's just get me, Scott, and Gene. We're three, you know, leader, telepath, relatable. Like we're powerful too. We can get him, and if we get into trouble, we can get him out of there." I think it just comes from me wanting to see all the X Men fight all of the nasty boys, which is what we're going to get coming well, up, but in episode two because. Yeah. As we end the episode, the team is flying off to the coordinates in the X-Jet. They know they're flying into a trap, but Wolverine doesn't care. Yeah, and B says... Psyched. How could anyone survive down there? I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I, and now I have this drop for any time someone asks a question that we don't have the answer to, which is going to be a lot. I honestly don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a cool final shot of the Blackbird descending into the clouds. Into yeah. the fog. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really cool. And on that, 
I'm psyched. We end part one. So, guys, we'll be right back, and maybe we'll just play a little of this. You know, it's the music. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken eyes and learn to see. Welcome back to X Boys. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to be free. Thank you. (laughs) X Boys are back, and the Blackbird is back and landing in the Savage Lands. The boys are back in town. And, and, and why why are they landing in the Savage Land? Oh, because uh, Magneto, Xavier, and Jean have been kidnapped by Sinister, the Savage Land mutates, and the Nasty Boys. They are in the Citadel Dungeon. N- n- nasty Boys. Now Morpheus captured too because he is a good boy again. Yeah. He's, he's an X-Man again. And as they're landing, Beast says, Uncharted tropical valley hidden in Antarctica? This is fantastic. Oh, okay, so that explains the climate. I forgot that they're in Antarctica, yes. and it's just like a hidden little biodome of like... Correct. Yeah, cool. Uh, this is Andrew reacting to the Savage Land. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. You and mutates? Beast. Of course, of course you and Beast are in sync. 100%. I Humans love that. being I, tortured and transformed into mutants? I think the Savage Wonderful. Land, when utilized to its full potential, is fantastic. It has um, a lot of opportunity. These little, these little snippets that we had, you know, before, you know, I wasn't crazy about But when you get the full X-Men there and they all have to experience it together, it really tests them. Um, you know... It, really, the Savage Land is is a metaphor for the subconscious. You know, it, it's a place for the X Men to reconnect with themselves. You know, it, it's a land of of revelation and, and refocusing, and, and dinosaurs as well. Um, I'm I'm quoting the account, the Claremont Run uh, on Twitter, who does a deep dive analysis of uh, the Claremont Run of X Men. Not the time. <laughs> Um, but I, I just want to quote someone real quick. Uh, Miles Boy in uh, Miles Boy Miles Boy uh, okay. Um, in, in his book, Marvel's Mutants, um, he says the Savage Land is a staging ground for, quote, the conflict between the moralizing superego and the uncivilized id, end quote. Uh. Um, you know, in a sense, the Savage Land is is to the X-Men what um, the forest is to Shakespearean plays. You know, it's a place where characters go to get lost in themselves and, and find something new about them and take it out. Um it's where plots go to die. <laughs> yeah, and if that bores you at all, just know that the X Men here to fuck it up, baby. They are ready to rock. Yeah, because that's where the awesome dinosaur part comes in. Yeah. Uh. Well, Wolverine sees Xavier's crash ship. He says, "Not his best landing," which is a burn. <laughs> Love that. Uh. Rogue is trying to then lift the ship to see if maybe he's like in there or something. Like she's just like, we, let's, let's check let's for a body. <laughs> she can't lift it hey, now. But it's okay because Gambit. Has his card. He's like, look, I'm just going to charge up this card real yeah. quick and explode this no thing. No problem. Wait a minute. Gambit can't charge his card. Now, we know there's no powers here, but yeah. they do not, and they are freaking out. Now, my let card me, don't charge no more. Now, let me just say, my, the exact, like, literally the first thing I thought in the scene was, they can make out. Ooh, oh, absolutely. He's okay. can kiss. And it made me so happy. It made me happy. think she would want to hold well, hands at first. The like, first thing I thought, because I have a pure mind, is sure, uh, sure. Cyclops can see. 
And he does. Oh yeah. He takes off that visor and he's just looking out with those beautiful brown eyes. I kind of wish they. I kind of wish they sat on that for a second and made it a little emotional. Cause oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh my god, that's it's a beautiful. huge deal. I can see in color again. He's, like, he wears sunglasses or a visor every second of his life. He sees nothing but red Scott, vision, like a Terminator. You have yeah. brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a big Your deal. Eyes, they're ugly. <laughs> There's an emotional scene that happens later. You know, I feel like they could have had an emotional thing with Cyclops for a second. Right, well, before right, he gets, let's get into it. <laughs> what, explain why Beast is just still Beast. Oh wow! Because the writers didn't want to. The animators they didn't have the budget for another character. Model. He has like a That's horrible why. transformation where he's it's just super like, painful. painful. He's like, oh my god! His bones are cracking. Yeah. His muscles are ripping back into like. Weak. I just imagine him completely hairless, so it's just a bald, yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> big naked guy. He's like, hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm still smart. Um, well, before the X-Men can get too emotional, before the audience can think too much about why Beast doesn't have any transformation, I'm just assuming he loses his sort of athleticism, you know, and his strength. He just is sort of like... Everything is sure. is still Beast, but his penis is human. <laughs> uh, but anyway, before no we can dwell too much on that, the Nasty Boys show up with the Savage Land Mutates. The Savage Boys? The Nasty Mutates? The Nasty Mutates, yeah, um, that sounds and great. And it's obviously not a fair fight. They're like, we're going to fight you guys now. Um, Ruckus blasts them all back immediately. Um, the Mutates and the Nasty Boys pounce. Gorgeous George grabs Gambit and Rogue. Yes, and then next... Mm -hmm. uh, Rogue's calling him a gabagool. Oh, yeah. What did she say? She says, like, gob of, gob of goop, I think, is oh, what gob she calls it. But it sounds like she says, gob put me down, you gabagool. Gabagoo. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then... Um, and in this, Amphibious goes after Storm, leaps on her. She immediately kicks him off in, like, a cool backwards somersault kick move. Here's the sound of it. I do not need the elements to deal with a toad like you. Sick. Now, what does that remind you of? You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <gasps> That's right. X-Men uh, referencing this episode. Um, the Love film. that. They um, are, right? Oh, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. No, they're not. That, they're absolutely so. not. No, I think it was just Come a coincidence. On. The character's name was Toad, you know? And this is amphibious. He's not even fighting Toad. Is Toad anyway, like a big character in X-Men? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's like a big henchman character, you know? He's not like an important character really by any means, but he's like a henchman who's been around a lot. Yeah. You remember how stupid he looked in first class? He hasn't been in this show at oh, all yet. Yeah. In first class, his eyes are on like the sides of his head, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that was in, uh, they put him in, Um, it wasn't first class, it was Days of Future Past when they go mm -hmm. to Vietnam. Yep. And Havoc's there. So then a guy riding a pterodactyl <clears throat> comes slamming down. Yeah, first off, storm. a guy riding a pterodactyl. Awesome. Love it. Once again, always cool. Uh, and then Ruckus grabs her from behind. Well, he says he says this weird line. He says, you have a date with a man in a cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I guess is supposed to be a reference to Sinister, but it's just like, I, it's I don't know. It's weird. Ruckus, weird is, Ruckus is out of control. Yeah. Um, Cyclops and Slab. Now we get a really cool fight. You're not so much. What did Mr. S ever see in you anyhow? Cyclops is holding up a piece of metal like Captain America's shield trying to block, you know, yeah. Slab's punches. Um, but Slab just throws him down easy. And Beast is, is attempting to go Beast mode on some mutates, but he just gets tossed by Barbarous. Oh. Uh, and then well, finally, we get to, okay, finally, one of these X-Men is going to have to be able to fight these guys. It's going to be Wolverine. Because he's got those big claws. He pops his claws. Takes a second because he's like, ouch. And which I is, love that. I love that. Good moment. luck, pal. There's nothing mutant about these. What? 
Ooh. Like it, it hurts. hurts him. That he grunt hurt. Hurts him. He has no healing factor. We've established this before yeah. on the show that his mutation. They should have drawn in blood. <laughs> <laughs> his mutation is not his claws, but his healing factor. Yeah. And he starts going toe-to-toe with Lupo, the sort of white werewolf uh, mutate, and Hairbag, the resident werewolf. The two werewolf boys on this respective teams. It's all teams. The, fer- the feral three. The feral three. Yeah. Oh. That's my team. Yeah. That's my like that. Team. Like that. He's got them dead to rights until Vertigo steps in using her very overpowered Vertigo powers. Yep. Hitting him with everything she's got. Sending him, f- you know, walking, stumbling backwards over the edge of a cliff, crashing down into a river below. Nah. Um he barely gets up, and he's like, oh, God, man, I wish I had my healing factor right about now. Um, but he's, he's like, got to keep moving. I can't let them get my scent or whatever. And he, he just runs off into the forest as the pterodactyl squad, the Sky Riders, yeah. try to hunt him down. They're uh, throwing spears at him. And back up top real quick just to check in with these guys. The, the nasty mutates, uh, they've got the X-Men cuffed, and they're like, look, you belong to Sinister now. They start marching him off. Um, mm-hmm. It's and- so weird to see Rogan cuffs because hurts your brain you're like break out of those yeah i know no power and we get a a quick little montage of the x-men sort of being marched off to the citadel while wolverine is just on the run on his own running through the savage land hiding from the pterodactyl squad um he's flipping jumping just when he thinks he's lost lost them a t-rex pops up wolverine goes toe-to-toe with a t-rex in this fucking show and i love it i love it so much you love it but what does he say Great line. No, Great hey, line. whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we had a stroke. <laughs> oh, my God. Andrew and I just battled for the sound machine. <laughs> the Shadow King just pulled me into yeah. the, the nether. Realm. Like Wolverine battling the T-Rex. Henry and I fighting over now, the console. Now, let's just address this really fast. I know that we are already three hours in. He gets a T-Rex no, into no, a no, headlock. No, 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 no. Everyone's the picturing something line. way cooler than this is. It's not cool. This this T-Rex is like my height for some reason. No, no. It's like 10 feet tall. No, it's tiny. It's a tiny little dinosaur, man. It's like a raptor T-Rex hybrid. Yes. But like, Listen, it's are cool. you it, yes, hearing it's yourself right no, no, now? No, no. Theory, it's, cool. it's cool. It's a cool idea. I hear you. It's still a cool idea. Well, Toe-to-toe. it gets. A, I, I'm going to say this. I think it's very cool. Here's what I don't think is cool. Wolverine gets into so many fights with his claws out and never uses them, so it's like a little tricky. He doesn't kill unless he has to. Uh, okay, fine. Here, he's trying to save. Uh, here's the T-Rex's a really. Like he, sees really a, like he sees a kindred spirit in the T Rex. Whatever. Right? He doesn't want to. He knows it's just doing his basic instinct. He's like, I got to. Better watch your mouth. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, and this is obviously the most important part, is that he says it's half time. Yeah. Why? Because it's half time. Shut know, up. Back in time. They're going back in time. He's from Canada. He's used to hockey, and they don't have half time. Oh, isn't this, <laughs> didn't he make true. a bad sports joke before? He did. What is this pirate booty? <laughs> I don't what know. What is this game seven of the World Series? Yeah. Do you have an ex- a reason for him saying what is this halftime? If you check the timestamp, it's literally halfway no. through the episode. Yeah. I'm lying. <laughs> Is it's it because like, he was like fighting people up top? No, and look, then it's he's frazzled. Like, he's on the run. He was trying to think of land before time, but he was just like, "What that thing called to get half time? The land theory. time forgot? I don't know." Here's half-time. my theory, and I think this is correct. Wolverine is at a, a creative low. He had Morph in his corner. Exactly. We've established that that's his funniest friend, his best it. friend. He now cannot do cool one-liners. Like it. He's surrounded by Gene. That's what they're trying to show. Scott. Mm-hmm. Beast. Beast. Rogue, uh, Rogue, 
Uh, Rogue Gambit are kind of cool. They've got some cool. I mean, all know, of Rogues are like references then. to like Confederate stuff, and yeah. Gambit. Is... Gambit's saying funny shit. He just can't understand him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then That's... Beast will like <laughs> Beast will say quotes and things, but they're all like you know literature and shit. I don't like books. Who reads those? And then Scott and Gene don't have a single funny or creative bone in their body. Alt theory. Okay. Wolverine's power not is not only healing. Oh wow. It's quips. So suddenly he's like, it's just like Rogue trying to lift that. I don't ship. have my healing he's factor. Like, oh, I don't have my joke shit. factor. I'm just that one bombed. Usually you'd be rolling laughing right now. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. All right, I'm into that. And as as Wolverine throws this T Rex off him, he takes off sprinting, and another bigger T Rex comes in and chases off the small T Rex, fighting it. Hey, there's always a bigger Rex. All right. And that's and what movie is that from? Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Much like Morph is the Phantom X Men. I love, I love that you were on the same page with me in that. Yep, there's always a bigger fish. I love that. I love. I've said that. The, I think I've seen Phantom Menace more than any other Star Wars film because yeah. I was obsessed oh, with it yeah, when it came out when I was a kid. Yeah, definitely. I was obsessed. As Wolverine Jurassic Park. is running, <laughs> Godfather Jurassic Park. I am so lost. I started now. singing and I'm staring at John. I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> well, Wolverine's running and sniffing. He's getting a whiff of something, and we see Stinky, who as he yeah. runs right you into Kazar and Zabu. Like yeah. Kazar hates this guy. He hates all mutants. He's like, look, why are you here? You're responsible for the enslavement of the Savage Land. Even though, look, we went over this in the last episode. He knows it wasn't technically... Is Kazar racist against mutants? Yes. Okay. He doesn't trust them because I, they always come in is. and fuck up his shit. I actually think he might. Those are mutates. It's different. I don't think a he mutant knows Magneto created them. I don't think Ugh. he knows the difference. I think yeah, it's no. a little He's insensitive. A, it is insensitive. But yeah. by the end of this episode, maybe he'll come around. Okay. Wolverine's like, look, I don't have time to talk. There's guys hunting me, and I, I got to get out of here. But Kazar mentions that Wolverine is just here to serve his master, and they get into a quick little tussle. Zabu gets the drop on Wolverine eventually, tackling him to the ground, where Wolverine quickly tosses him off, and he's yeah. like, hey, look, I don't have a master. I don't serve anyone. Zabu's confused. Kazar's confused. Doesn't serve Sinister? Huh. Nope. Wolverine then Wolverine. Hey, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine then says he is down in this fern bar. What? Another just another just <laughs> bomb. <laughs> Shit, what is it? <laughs> An- another just <laughs> bomb. <laughs> fern bar. He's, oh, there's ferns everywhere. It's a bar though. Like Wolverine, you just sit a few hours. Stop out. it. Just stop it. Sit a few out. watch your mouth. But Kazar and Wolverine link up here. They're like, look, they have a little hey. like predator style handshake where they're like, all right, yes. brother, and let's just do this. This is the part where I'm like fully in on this. Well, episode. and then he says this. Does this leather chicken have seat belts? A giant pterodactyl. Now that's a good line. That that they've taken. Yeah. They've hijacked. Now that's a good line. Yes. Okay. He's starting to get his mojo back because he's got a buddy now. He yeah. likes him because he sees Kazar hijack a pterodactyl, and he's like, this guy's cool in my book. Like that was a baller move. I yeah. want to do that now. They toss the riders easy, dispatch these guys, and steal. I mean, Kazar uses his spear as a pole vault to shoot himself up onto the pterodactyl that's flying by. Very cool. I thought this was awesome. There was also a huge aerial combat sequence where Kazar's flying one of the pterodactyls to take down the other Sky Rider. Avatar. Like, it's so... Exactly. It is awesome. <laughs> it's like Rhaegar and Gregarian and all those dragons yep. from Game of Thrones. You got Rhaegus. Rhaegus. Tag, tag, Tagnalian. Tag, when, and then who's Tagnalius' son? Oh, everyone. that's everyone's favorite dragon. That's, that's Sharp Tooth. 
Yes. And then the the leader of all the dragons, Slippy. Why are we talking House of Dragon? This is pterodactyl land we're here to Wait, talk about. I don't think right? I heard you right. Because <laughs> Wolverine and Kazar jump on their pterodactyl, and they're about to ride off. But, hey, before you thought they were going to forget about Zabu, he turns, and he's like, look, Zabu, if we don't make it back, avenge our deaths. <laughs> and they fly. <laughs> and Zabu in a human voice goes, okay. Yeah, and then, and then they fly off. Just kidding. I mean, I, that like, that made me like Kazar a little bit. I was kind of like, I hope they die so that we get to see Zabu avenge them. <laughs> I say that to my dog. Awesome. Every time I leave my house, I turn to my dog and yeah. I say, if I don't come back, avenge, avenge me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to on the ground. <laughs> like, all right, man. Uh, back at the Citadel. Yep. The X-Men are all locked up. Sinister finally explains his evil plan for the like third time, I guess. Now, really. this is sick. He's yeah. all right. He's so this is basically a little Cyclops conversation. The two leaders going at it. Skip the small talk, Sinister. Your eyes can destroy, but they cannot see. Oh. You've got us. We don't have to listen to your drivel. I shall take mutant kind to the ultimate expression of their power. Sinister's firing off these. He's feeling so confident. He's feeling so good. His plan is finally, finally coming to fruition. Yeah. And Cyclops is just like, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. If you let me out of here, I'm going to, I am going to fucking kill gonna beat you, your ass <laughs> i am sick of this and sinister is still trying to talk at him and cyclops is still so pissed that he tries to reach out and punch sinister <laughs> in this like swift punch attack he's just through the bar so yeah, angry of the, of the we'll jail post cell. the picture yeah um but sinister also explains that he has the, with the same device that magneto originally used to sort of create the mutates and the device that he used to um rid the mutants of their powers unless they have the special belt it can also imprint portions of the genetic code from any mutant onto another, increasing their power in unpredictable, stunning ways. Um, he says Magneto is going to provide the material for the first test that he's going to use on Vertigo. And Magneto is, again, still so badass here. Because like his attitude with Sinister yeah. this whole mm -hmm. time is like, I'm not impressed. You're a he loser. He never falters. He literally says, like, shut up and get it over with. Like, yeah. it's sick. And so, yeah, Sinister zaps Magneto. Vertigo is in the chair and is getting his power. Mags is in pain. Um, you know, Xavier, classic friend, reaching and be like, stop, don't hurt my friend. And Sinister's like, you really think Magneto would say that about you, dude? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Sinister also Sinister also says something to uh, Gene and, and Scott, which I think is pretty important. You, Gene Gray, and you, Scott Summers. All my life, I've waited to create with you. Ooh. Yikes. Uh, Creepy. Threesome. Thing is, Sinister's always been watching them. And we've gotten hints of this, but now it's finally confirmed that he's been basically... I've seen you dry fuck for so long. <laughs> <laughs> you have never truly consummated your marriage. It's time to bust, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a little bit of a turning point here. Vertigo stands up. And blasts all the X boys, okay? In the cage. Wait, what is she using? What the power from Magneto? Yeah, but what is the what is the power? This was confusing to it's me. It's like taking his because he's like an Omega level mutant, right? He's right. super powerful, and she's like powerful, but you know, and basically it just amplifies her powers tenfold, where she can do it to like everyone yeah, as opposed she's to a couple. Using her powers, but now she can like control it like he with does, the strength kinda. and the level of Magneto. Yeah, he, it's just she's she's better at it. 
Because um, you sort of see a specific ring go around, yeah, like a power yeah. ring go from her. And it's, before, it was just waves that went out everywhere. But it's the same color it's as the same color, waves. and it only goes yeah. around those characters. It fucks them up real bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they all, like... This is a really scary part of the show, this, I have to this, say. My, my brain is skyrocketing at this point of the episode. Suddenly, like, if I was hating before, I love everything that's happening it's, right here, because yeah. suddenly, creatively, the idea that Sinister wants to take your mutation and make it further and better is cool. It's yeah. a cool yeah. idea. And if you look at it like Star Wars, like the dark side, say you're a Jedi, right? If you have the choice to like, what if I can make you stronger? What if I can give you more powers? But the problem is you're going to be a little evil after that. Yeah. That's essentially what's happening here. And it's kind of right. cool because that's a cool decision to have to make. I, If I'm Wolverine, don't you want to find out if you can get claws out of his toes next? <laughs> <laughs> for a bad him, example for but. him probably not he's probably like i want this shit out of me i don't even care anymore. i just want to live in canada but this is where things start to get a little freaky i mean they are really they're in a cage they are fucked everyone is getting brain blasted it's bad wolverine and kazar they arrive exterior at the citadel yeah they break in they head downstairs now this is if you thought it was a little scary before this is where things get very emotional sinister is basically like take rogue She's up next, and then this happens. I'm frightened, Gambit. I don't know how to fight them without my powers. Take her next. Be brave, Shell. Gambit never said this to anyone before. Gambit loves you. No! John, are you okay? You're you're weeping over there. You're just tears pouring down your I'm face. not kidding. I got emotional. This was fucking scary. It was sad. It was beautiful. They kiss. They kiss. I love that they give Gambit and Rogue these big moments together. Like I I think they give Gambit and Rogue's relationship more attention than Scott and Jean's. Yeah, we got into this with Mary. They have a kind of, mm-hmm. you know, touch and go, maybe not totally PC relationship sometimes with his advances, but there is a beautiful love there that does exist, and it really shows in this scene right here. He cares about her deeply. And she cares about him deeply. They yes. really do love each other. Like, she does lean on him for all of her emotional support, which is why she goes to him in this scene. She's like, yeah, but I'm scared. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to come for you, and I'm going to tell you something Guys, I've never I'm said to anyone. Even my, my <laughs> last wife. I never told her I loved <laughs> her. John, no. Got me deep. But we cut. But before we can get too teary eyed, we jump back to the dungeon real quick, where Wolverine and Kazar are at a junction, and, and Kazar's like, uh, "Hey, you know, my people are probably going to be down below in the jails, down in the dungeons. Your people are going to be in the lab above. Let's split up." Uh, and as they split up, we go back to the lab where Rogue is getting vined up on the wall. Sinister says, "Oh, she's so beautiful, so strong. It's just I'm sick yeah, to my stomach." At he this says, point. "He says so beautiful." Yet so strong. Like, you can't be both. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and who, you know who also overhears him? Wolverine standing in yeah, the doorway yeah, 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 saying yeah, the, yeah. the best line he said. Now that he's with his buddy Morph, it's the best line he said all season. Okay. He says, I always did think I was kind of cute. Nice of you to mention it. Fuck yeah, dude. He's, he's back. back. Who called him Cl- cute? Claws he, out. Sinister talking to Rogue. He said Rogue oh, was so beautiful yeah, and so yeah, strong. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, oh, you talking about me? Like, <laughs> Copy that. And then he comes in. Fights through the nasty boys, almost unlocks the X Men in their jail cell, but then gets grabbed by again by gorgeous George. Gorgeous George Loki. I fucking love George. Loki slept on. Oh, dude, no, strongest not even. member of the nasty he's, boys. Yeah, I'd he's say. the shit. 
Um, he tries to fight the mutates and the nasty boys, but Vertigo uses her powers again to shut him down. There's a lot of that, the, the, you know. Vertigo is the ultimate. The nasty boys yeah. tussle with the X-Men, and then Vertigo shuts them all down. That's kind hey, of the lather, rinse, repeat of these episodes. Did we ever mention Shauna, the, the whole reason Kazar wants to do everything he's doing? Oh, yeah, because Kazar mentions previously that they took Shauna, his beloved. I don't know if we said that or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. No, we we know that's his goal, is to oh, okay. get Shauna. Yeah, the end of the last episode was well, her being flown away. Blown off by Sauron. Well, hey, down in yeah. the dungeon, Kazar peeks around a corner, sees a guard standing in front of a jail, jail cell where Shauna and a bunch of the other um, My wife. Savage Land residents, I guess we could call them, are locked in. Uh, <laughs> Shauna sees him. They give a little winky wink to each other, and she's like, hey, guard. Like, gives him the old finger, ooh, come la, here. La. The, old, the rogue technique. Yep. As the guard approaches, Kazar runs from behind, bops him on the head, knocking him out, steals the key, Boop. and saves Shauna and his people. They start running up the stairs as we get back to the lab. Vertigo gets distracted. I was working in the lab. Da, da, da. <laughs> Can I just say something? Yeah. We were at a Halloween party a couple weeks ago, last week, whatever. What are we doing, Henry? John took the Monster Mash off the playlist. I did. Good. Fuck off. It's the, it is the Halloween song. No, it's not. That's like, that's like being like, let's play. Sweet Caroline. Sweet. It's the Sweet Caroline of Halloween music. You're right. It's good. You better watch your mouth. Right. I guess when it comes to Monster Mash, Henry, don't stop believing. That's another one I hate hearing. Everyone just waits for it to <laughs> be over. Long. It's like we all, we've all we all heard it. We all know how, you know, you get it. It's, Fine. it's too long. It's not long, is it? No. It's too repetitive. It's too long for what it is. Uh, ooh. I was working in the lab. Like, what is that? Why do we have to listen to songs from the 40s? We put put Werewolf Bar Mitzvah on the playlist, which is essentially the same thing. Oh, yeah. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah is a fun song. Uh, Whatever. All right. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Vertigo is, is, you know, trying to torture Wolverine, but she gets distracted when the Swamp Tribe come running in. Uh, You know, Kazar and Shauna leading the way, but Ruckus quickly responds by sending a sonic blast, blasting them out of the doorway as Brainchild runs in. Closing that door. Now, one thing I think they missed with Brainchild. Okay. The way Brainchild works in the comics, what makes him useful is that he sort of directs the mutate's attacks. Like, he's like... Interesting. Amphibious, hit that pillar over there. And Amphibious will, like, jump and hit the pillar with his legs and cause it to, like, crash down onto, like, the He's bad. the conductor of the mutate. Yes, power. he's sort of the he's, strategist. He's playing manager mode in, in, um, in MLB, MLB the, the show. show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He's the only guy who can take the A's uh, <laughs> to a World Series in 2022, all right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, Wolverine takes this opportunity now that they've been distracted to free Morph and Xavier, slashing their claws free, uh, slashing their bonds free, and Vertigo uses her powers again to stop them. But Xavier quickly tosses out this peaceful, this useful piece of advice that they should have picked up on immediately, which is, "Hey, oh. let's try to destroy this machine." <laughs> yeah, that seems to be mm-hmm. useful. So Charles and Morph literally fight through the pain, grab chairs. <laughs> And just Smash. start smashing the computers smashing. with chairs, instantly restoring all the X-Men powers. Cue the music, oh, Henry. Dude. Cyclops is blasting. Rogue is chucking. Gambit tossing those cards. Explodes gorgeous George. Storm tossing that lightning. Jean Grey is creating psychic shields to protect the now, uh, you know, paralyzed Xavier. He can't walk anymore. Um, oh, yeah. But it is seriously some of the best dude, action we've seen on the show. There's this, a shot of Cyclops. Yeah. Where he's like running and blasting and diving and ducking. And I want to see if it's I can amazing. make. I might try to make that a gif yes, so I please. can put it on Twitter please. because it's fucking so. Everyone's just 
it's 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 X-Men time. Yeah. It's X-Men time. Hey, look, you thought this was a season finale? It's a season finale. And All then, right. And then as we know, Cyclops gets back on his goal. He wants one guy and one guy only. Yep. That's fucking sinister. He blasts him. Well, actually. Blasting him over and sinister over Sinister first blasts Magneto. Oh. Knocks his helmet right off. That's right. He really snipes him. Because Vertigo is about to get the drop on Wolverine, and Magneto, we see him float up behind her. Yeah. The way he flies through this fight, he's literally just floating like an inch off the ground. He's been waiting to fly there, for weeks. Just floating yeah. around, like arms folded, floats up behind Vertigo, and is about to get her when, uh, yeah, Sinister blasts him and away. Then, and Cyclops clocks that, and he goes, hey, fucker. Ah, I warned you before to leave us alone. I can't. I won't. The world needs. What was that? I don't think I heard you right. Oh Speak my up, bitch. god, dude. <laughs> and now you know why he's the leader of the X-Men, okay? He's going off. He's so angry. So here's the alt theory to the alt theory. Cyclops has gotten better at quips yeah. by coming to the Savage Lands. He's got his confidence back mm. in his this quips, episode. His quips are great when he's angry. When fueled he's by blinded. rage. Yeah, oh, he just, yeah. He's like Black Adam himself, off. fueled by rage. I don't think I heard you right. Born a slave, oh fueled by rage. Yeah, dude. Cyclops. By the way, the hierarchy of the DC universe did change. <laughs> James Gunn was hired. Maybe that's Whoa, what he was geez. talking about. <laughs> Just letting you guys know, I heard, I heard I hate, something. I hate that you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cyclops, by the way, is the only one who fucks up Sinister consistently. That's why he's in charge. He fucks him up. Those blasts really do it. You'd think that with so much obsession with Cyclops, Sinister would have some kind of defense against both him and Gene, but nope. I also love that, like, through this, Sinister sort of still trying to explain, like, why. He's like, wait, no, but I need you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's just trying to explain, like, I need you. And you don't get it. And blast, the Cyclops is like, I don't care. Don't care. Blast, blast, blast. I really want to create with you. Also, Morph is getting blasted by the psychic chip that Sinister keeps, like, <sighs> yeah, hitting he, him with that evil shit. He can't catch a break. And we see um, Psych blast Sinister through the wall. And oh, yeah. Sinister and Psyche start blasting each other with their beams. It's like a Harry Potter when they cast yes. two spells at each other. The the red beam and the yellow beam from Sinister just blasting, meeting in the middle. Is it's this the sick. origin of the beam off? It could be. I mean, that's like a thing that's been in comics for be a, a comic very yeah, long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens oh. quite a bit. And it's the X-Men colors that the of the logo, the, the red and yellow. Yeah. It's cool. Looking. And we see Morph in the background. You know, evil Morph mode has been activated as he goes for a gun. He shoots Xavier in the arm and turns the gun on Cyclops and Gene. He's about to shoot, but then Xavier enters his mind. He says, Morph, you're part of the team. You're part of this family. No matter what Sinister's done to you, you'll always be an X-Men. And as Morph turns the gun to Cyclops, he turns it to Sinister and fires. The combined force Ouch. of Cyclops' blast and Morph's blast explode Sinister into a thousand pieces. He's just little pieces of goop. And the baddies, all the rest of the bad guys, the, the the nasty boys, the mutates, they all split. They all immediately, as soon as Sinister explodes, they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here. We're fucked. Yes, but then you hear Sinister's voice, and he goes, the future cannot be destroyed so easily. And his go his little, like, masses yeah. of goop start and, and to And Brainchild form. also runs out there and tries yeah. to put it back together. <laughs> Brainchild's like, master, and starts pushing him together. But, and yeah, Sinister reforms, like, T2 style, like the the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Yeah, and then Gene star says does maybe the coolest thing she's ever done, which is she just psychically lifts up all the pieces and shoots them. Just scatters them into a, yeah. the wind. Into like, space. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. Sp well, space and the beach. And she's like, we'll hey, see. guess what, dude? Yes, it can. The future can be destroyed easily, and I'm destroying that shit right now. Yeah, no thanks. We get a I like that we're getting taste of super cool, powerful Gene again, finally. You know, It'd be so funny if Xavier was like, no, 
we have to give him a chance, like take him back to X Mansion <laughs> oh my and God. Like, rehabilitate him. Uh, we have and they're to. Like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, everyone. Dude. <laughs> go find those pieces. We're bringing him back with yeah. us. We've actually done. We've been fine without you for the most part. So maybe go fucking die, dude. And sneakily in the background of all of this, we see Sauron, uh, sort of sneaking around. Bam! He pulls a lever that causes the Citadel to start to explode. The X-Men gotta get out of there as Magneto holds up the metal as the place starts crumbling down just enough for them to make their escape. Now, we don't really see them escape, but then we just sort of cut to a wide shot outside of the yeah. Citadel as it explodes and they kind of imply it and we see that like the Sinister Jet fly off, um, which I'm right. assuming is where the Nasty Boys are headed off to. And we just kind of cut to later where we see the X-Men um, helping the Swamp People rebuild their tribe in the Savage Land. Um, yeah, so the Citadel's exploded, Sinister scattered. Sauron, you know Kazar, who knows if he made it out. You know Kazar and all these people are fucking hyped. Yep. They're like, all these outsiders are finally gone. I can live in peace with my Shauna baby and just start making some babies. And then... And the X... The X-Men are loading up Morph onto the X-Jet. He's sort of in a little uh, stretcher situation, and Xavier's talking with Magneto about, you know, they're overseeing all of this, and That's he's saying, look, bullshit. it's going to take a long time to, to rebuild everything in the Savage Land, and I, I just hope I can... I know I can remove the device that tortures Morph, but I think it'll take longer to heal the psychic damage. Like, okay. Um, I mean, considering the therapy that the Xavier did with the rest of the X-Men all season long, like Rogue's half solution and all that, I, I think yeah. it will probably take some time yeah. for Morph to I, recover. I think we need to reevaluate uh, Xavier's techniques in season three. <laughs> and once again, Magneto, or and once again, Xavier asks Magneto to, you know, hey, you want to link up, join sides? And Magneto once again sure. says, you know, we can't do that because oh. we do not see things eye to eye, you know. I'll see yeah. you on the court, bud. Yeah, right. Professor actually checked in on Rogue, by the way, and he's got to be like, how's Miss Marvel in your head? Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. Well, yeah. no, because at this point, he probably thinks she doesn't even remember. He suppressed the memories, right? Yeah. Oh, right. He's a fucking freak. And so Magneto flies off. The X-Jet takes off after him. They leave the Savage Land in peace, rebuilding, as Sauron watches, saying that the Savage Land is finally cleansed of the Outlanders. Whee! And now... Its true future begins as he flies away too, and we scroll down to the grains of sand, and we hear Sinister laughing oh, as the grains of sand form the face of Mister Sinister, and the eyes glow red. And thus ends season two. That's the dumbest ending of all time. Yeah, I kind of wish they <laughs> ended it like on the X Men, you know, mm -hmm. just like, hey, what does our future hold? Uh, I don't it's know. just like his face in sand. Like, well, what? you remember in season one they had done the whole episode and then they added the very end sinister watching them on a computer oh, screen yeah. so i yeah. think this is another network note of like just the constant make sure threat. kids don't think he, he's gonna come back he's scary yeah. man i know yeah and he wow he's, he's got a sorry we look what we're teasing up for season three with this is sauron sinister potentially a new threat crazy who knows amazing guys uh, season two it's in the bag um let's talk about the episode first before we dig into the season is that cool? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I thought this was a solid season finale. I don't know if it was as it felt as sort of big and cinematic as season one's I finale. Mean, once we get into the end of that of once we get into the Citadel room in episode two, it's nonstop awesomeness. So, like the second I would say the second half of episode two on is pretty yeah, amazing. It's awesome. To me, that's like ten out of ten material. Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. That whole thing from there the to the end. Stuff. Is, Cyclops getting his mojo back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wolverine Kazar team up, writing the pterodactyl. Yeah, there's great know. stuff here. But again, the Charles Magneto stuff rough. Yeah. Really rough. You know, I do think I appreciate them for trying to throw a lot in. I just think they 
sort of wrote themselves into a corner because it's like you have the Nasty Boys and the Mutates and the the dinosaurs mm-hmm. and it's just a lot to throw in, which is I appreciate the ambition. I don't think everything was necessarily done as well as it maybe could have been or explored as well as it could have been. I honestly don't know. But I love that they went there. I love that they went for the Savage Land. They just went in. They did the full Kazar thing. Mm-hmm. They did Shauna. They like they did the mutates. Like they did they it did all. They did Gambit and Rogue. They tied that up in a nice. Yeah, I mean, like, except Cyclops and Jean still aren't married, which is funny. That should be like the tied up thing of like right. Their relationship, because it started with their relationship sort of falling apart a little bit because Mm -hmm. of Sinister, and it's like, I'd love to see it mended. Maybe we'll get that in, hey, season three. I'd prefer to see Rogue and Gambit content, but... Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad that they also finally got their kiss, their Mm depowered kiss, you know? It's a beautiful moment in the show. Um, Ever again. What are we rating that of? (sighs) Shazbots. (laughs) Every time it's Shazbots, though. Yeah. Um, Belt? Mutates. Brain shots. Belts. Mutates? Should we do mutates? We did pterodactyls last time. We did pterodactyls for whatever it takes, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done this season we've done copies, pterodactyls, coils, heathers, tithes, tylers, tutti fruities, shazbots, shazbot shirts, and depraved omelets. Let's do let's do bits of sinister. Oh, sinister, sinister bits? bits. Sinister bits. Sinister bits. Alright, how many sinister bits are we giving reunions part one and two? Wait, IMDB. Okay, I'm going to guess for part one, Uh we are at a 7.1, and for part two, we are at an 8.4. Andrew? Uh, 7.3, 7. 7.6. 7. 7.7 7 for part one. Ooh. Wow. 8.0 for part two. Wow. Okay, I'll allow it. That's I cool. Mean, I get it. No, I like it. I think part two is definitely better than part one, but I love 100% of the Kzar stuff in both. Uh yeah, you know Magneto. John doesn't, but that's fine. No. I'm with you. I like Kazar a lot. Kazar's cool. You really like him. He's such a fun character. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. He's a guy oh, who's no, like I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. at one with the animals, and you like you know he's the shepherd of the Savage Land. Like he's he, a cool guy. He doesn't give a he doesn't give a flying fuck about anyone else that's there. Yep. Which is awesome. He just wants to protect the the creatures and the people of the Savage He Land. teams up with Wolverine. He teams up with Charles and Magneto. He's just like, fine, I just need my wife, dude. I'm just going to use you. Like, please, let's just link up. I need my, my wife. wife. Uh, I'm going to give these episodes collectively Kay. a nine. Shut the fuck. Uh, a nine a out of nine? ten. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's high. That's dumb. I think it's great. I I think it's a great episode. Uh, these you two are episodes, a little freak. You uh, like all the freaky stuff. But because like they're your little brainchild. You get so much from these two episodes. Like there is a lot of action. Yeah, it's a very ver- it's a huge variety of action. I mean, look, he had me from like the as soon as Kazar sent a uh, a herd of Triceratops after the yeah, Savage Land mutates, yeah. and then they did aerial combat on a pterodactyl. I know. Like. And then they had the giant fight in, like in with the nasty boys and the mutates inside There's the lab. There's some like, great set pieces. You have that plus the emotional stuff plus like. I hear you. I love it. I hear you. I just love it. I will. I will admit that like the reason this this isesn't a ten really is because of that first episode mm-hmm. and how like long and deliberate they are to get to the stuff. Like with you know it is a bit repetitive with the 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 double beat of like sinister going after them in the at the theater. And then only taking Gene, and then they have to then go back to the X Mansion to get up with everyone. Like it's you know. a strange, rare thing when I feel like they were trying to fill space. In, in most episodes, it's that they don't have enough space to fill. Yeah, uh, I feel like they could have just cut the first part and just do the second part. Yeah, 
Honestly, you mm-hmm. could cut it entirely. I don't think you lose that much. There isn't a re-edit yeah. you could do where it's basically, I mean, well, it's tough. What he could have just done was have, as soon as he gets Charles and Mags, just have Charles send the message to the X-Men, mm-hmm. and then they don't. But then you, thing is, it's Morph. Morph is a huge part of the emotional glue that holds the season together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, about the, the quest to get him back. So they, I get having to reset him up and reestablish him at the beginning in that first episode. and then... So long, suckers! Anyway, let's stop talking about this. Henry and John, your ratings. Out of Sinister Bits. I think Eric Leewald puts it pretty great in his book when he talks about this episode. He remembers liking it. I mean, it's, he doesn't say anything super bad about it, but what he points out is that there are some big moments. Quote, when Sinister thinks he has won, he has this big, this is my mission speech. And when, yeah. when it looks like they're all doomed, normally Slick Gambit is able to manage a heartfelt I love you and a loving kiss for Rogue since their powers are muted. He highlighted two of my favorite things, Sinister and, of course, Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. They're big moments in this episode that I think are important. I love part two. I really do. Um, but if we were separating these two and saying they were out of five each, if that's the way I'm going to do it in my brain, I'll give part two five. Mm. I give part one two. I think that's fine. If you don't dig the Savage Lane Kazar stuff and the, yeah. I and get once it. again, I feel like I keep coming coming back to this place. I'm coming in right in the middle, giving it an eight. Solid. Mm. What I love is the, the, them fighting, and that could be anywhere. <laughs> Andrew has fucked up the soundboards <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> like this, it doesn't have to be at the Savage Land. What I love is when they come together and start fighting, and it, yeah, it's it, amazing. I mean, the powers being gone are part of it, but that lab and that equipment could be anywhere too. I think I. My brain clicks on whenever we we separate the Savage Land of it all. Yeah, I hate the Savage Land. Yeah, but I get it. This episode helped me enjoy the Savage Land a little bit more. Kazar, my guy. I think I respect the Savage Land a little more. Sauron, what a strong little slithery man. I like him. The sinister stuff. Sinister is the shit. When he's not being a little coward baby boy. I'm so glad he's going to be around. Yeah, when he's not a little coward baby boy when he's getting blasted, he is just on top of the world. He's on top of his game. He is saying cool shit. He's saying sinister stuff at all times. And you better believe he's smiling. He's having a good time doing it. (laughs) Well, let's get into now like the, you know, overall seasons one and two. Like, so, so technically based off our ratings, season one... We actually liked it a little bit more than season two. That makes oh, cool. Sense. I was going to ask that. I, I, that makes sense to me. Our, season two had some wacky, wacky shit that our, I wasn't Our average downloaded. rating for season one was 7.71. Wow. Our average rating for season two was a clean 7.5. And that's with me getting rid of the gambit rule. So that's, yeah. that says that season one was really yeah. good. You still gave whatever it takes a zero. Well, you got rid of the gamer rule at the end of season two. So Yeah, but that was but the only one that it affected <laughs> no, that was, was our first episode. was the second episode and whatever it takes yeah. with the storm. Right. Um, that's it. That's the only gambit. That's the only zero gambit zero we've gotten. Crazy. Yeah, I know. The awesome. professor's on the screen. <laughs> oh yeah. What is and he that saying? saved gambit? Yeah, he gets two moments in this. One is to point out the professor's on the screen, and the other is him and Rogue proclaiming proclaiming their love. So funny. Well, yeah. So between season one, like I feel like season one was like, what are the X Men? Season two was very much like, who are the X Men? Like we got a lot of individual character focused episodes. Cool. Yeah. Which I like. It like some successful, some not. Yeah, uh, but we still get we understand all of them so much more now than we did mm-hmm. in season one. Everyone had sort of a secret in their past or a mysterious backstory, or you know, we just kind of got to know the surface. But in this episode, we really got to dive deep in a lot of them and get their histories, um, which I thought was it was awesome. Um, well, think back to season one. 
the Morlock episode shows up, right? Yeah. And we're like, okay, Skip. what is what's <laughs> what is going on here? Then we start to realize, okay, not every episode has to be like a major arc, like Apocalypse and all this shit, which season one is packed with. It's very comic booky in that season, sense. Right. And season two, you know, we're dealing with more Morlock episodes, which I would relate to like Shadow King, things like that, where it's a little like wacky. Episodes but, that feel like they could be one-offs. They're mostly yes. removed from the broad story. Yeah, but they, I think season two did a good job of at least including some good character stuff about those specific x-men mm-hmm. in those wacky episodes like the gambit episode in new orleans not a great episode you get some gambit stuff the rogue episode as we know i fucking love that episode not a huge favorite overall but I, it's awesome uh, but we all know now like why they all came to the x-men like what that yeah, thing in exactly. their past was that drove them to fight for the x-men a lot of good character place. stuff in season two yeah listeners can't get enough of beauty and the beast yeah, absolutely. Beast backstory episode, huge numbers. Yes, yeah, it's yo, our yo. lowest. It's our lowest rated episode. We actually did get a, a glowing review from a viewer who said it was their favorite episode yeah, yet. Listen to but Beauty unfortunately, in the numbers, it is the lowest uh, listened to episode as of this recording. And Dr. hey, Wilson. I'd like to change that. Um, if if we can get Beauty and the Beast to the highest listened to episode of X Boys, I'll get an X Men tattoo. What the fuck? Face it, dude. No it. one likes Beast. Logan. I'll make John. them like Beast. I'm baiting, I'm baiting them. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'm going to make them like Beast with a stupid bet. <laughs> Delicate. Ruin my life. So if, uh, numbers aside, if you're thinking right now in your head, would you say season one is better than two? <sighs> well, first of all, yes. I think pound for pound, yeah, I got to say that. I think easily it's a better season. However, I, I might like season two more. There's some really, really cool stuff that they do. that I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I think with season two, it's going to make the show even better moving forward like it's now that we have so much more character there's more personality there's way more personality where do they rank tell this for me because it's important to our villain conversation that's going to come up apocalypse and sinister who's on the hierarchy who's stronger who's more feared i mean apocalypse has to be that's part of the problem for me i think season one they went balls to the wall yes made sure everyone was hooked that's why brought apocalypse a little too early and then they were like, okay, let's pull it back and show some other villains and, and stall for time a little bit. Yeah. Then we get Shadow King. Then we get a couple of like... Like season one was Mojo. definitely, for the most part, all killer, no filler. Like yeah. even the Morlock episode, which was, I think, our lowest rated maybe, uh, like still, I thought, a really good episode. There was some mm-hmm. really cool stuff in it and it established a whole other side of the X-Men. Just like, I think, you know, Savage Land is doing. It's like Savage Land is a completely different side of the X-Men universe. Because, like, I, I like that the two big things here, it was, like, you have Sinister, you have the Friends of Humanity, which is, like, a very grounded sort of real uh, threat, you know, like, a civil rights, um, you know, racism. And then you have the Savage Land, which is just, like, so far left field, like, goofy, fun, adventure, you know. Covered with and I think they tied it all no together pretty one. well with the Sinister of it, at least, in tying him into the Savage Land in a really smart way. Do you think we advanced Xavier's character at all? I don't think so. I mean, what does he learn? He hasn't learned anything. I honestly still, don't know. <laughs> he's, he's still an enigma. He's please. just like, Magneto, please join me. And no, X-Men, absolutely. thanks the for finding is me. No, and not at all, because he wasn't in the season. He, he's, yeah. he's done nothing. Magneto, though, on, we have learned a bit well, we've about. We've learned some bad stuff about Which is just guy. that yeah. he really is... Uh, kind of a sociopath. He's just like hey, he tried he, some stuff out. It didn't fuck. work. Okay. <laughs> the only person he cares about in the world is maybe Xavier. Yeah. And hey, mutant kind in general. He's just yeah. But it all seems like he needs to get a strategy together a bit more. 
It's it's a problem yeah. though because we we shit on Xavier a lot, and it's because we don't know him that well, and he seems shady. He seems. You're a terrible principal. <laughs> and you're a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's that's Xavier in a nutshell. Um, season three, what are we looking forward to? Ooh. Okay. Do we think? You know what? Here's a sneak peek. Like we already. I'm know. gonna give the audience a sneak peek. I watched about five to ten minutes of the first episode of season three. There is a shirtless basketball scene with Jubilee. She's not shirtless. With Jubilee. <laughs> you start with Jubilee. Gambit and Wolverine. And they are just bawling. Ripped straight from the comics. Mm-hmm. So I was excited. Oh my God. It is so awesome. And that's all I have to say. Wait, there was that, some the basketball court. Too. It's an important part of the manor. Like in, in the movies, it opens up it opens. and that's where the blackbird yeah. comes from. Yeah. Is that in the comics too? Or? I don't think so. Because well, it's it's they've showed different iterations of it too. Because in yeah. one of the other ones, and in Deadpool, it opens up on the front lawn. Front lawn. But it also, sometimes it comes out of the side of a cliff. I feel like waterfall. The, I, I think the basketball court route is not the smart way to go. No, <laughs> because oh, yeah. what if someone's playing on it? Like a kid all snuck the out balls to like work on his jump through, shot. And he's then just... the balls are just like down in the basement. Yeah. Just not smart. Hey, yeah. sinister! I challenge you to a dunk contest. <laughs> I'm not sure I heard you right. What I'm looking forward to in season three, I'm going to say this every break for every season, is Nightcrawler. And I'm pretty sure you're going to get it. God, I hope he comes. I, I think he season. is in season three. I Yeah, I, I hope so. And I, I accidentally scrolled down a little too far on uh, on uh, old Disney Plus, and I saw that my boy Mojo is coming back. So for all my Mojo wow. heads out there, don't you worry. I will say I don't know if I'm looking forward to this, but I am curious how the X-Men now live with charles back i'm very curious charles and morph yeah i can't wait to see how morph is going to play into the equation of the team i'm very scared because i'm an evil morph guy and nice morph i might not like him again yeah we'll see i feel like the the showrunners probably have realized i think at this point that a little morph goes a long way yeah um because i say like utilized perfectly in this season we got it you know there was a couple episodes where they focused on him and it was just the big ones because it's all about him and they were figured out i figured out the perfect story that i want Okay. Mojo realizes the talent he's been looking for all along is Morph. Oh, there we he go. Play, he can play any character. He can play anything he, he wants. He tries to get long Morph shot and versus the X-Men. long shot. Yes. Holy shit. And the X-Men have to fight to save Morph from Mojo. Incredible. Mojo Morph. Mor- the Morph Joe verse. Morph Joe. Life don't get much better than this. All right, guys. I think it's time for us to draft. At the end of season one, we did our hero draft. Or we did our X-Men draft. It yes, was just anyone X-Men, who is in the X-Men. It was only the core X-Men team we could pick yeah. from. Now we're going a little fucking crazy. We're, we're going to do any bad boy in the entire season one and season two that we have seen. And we have opened Such up a iconic names as Sunder, Erg. I don't know any of those. Tar Baby. Yeah. Uh, so, Henry, what's the order? What's the draft order? Uh, Let's see. I'll spin the wheel. Uh, reminder also that I won last time, so let's see if anyone else can win this. Did time. you? Did you officially win? Do we need that reminder though? I don't. Fine. I don't think so. Ready? <gasps> no, it was almost me, and it is John first pick. Do not oh. pick yet. Do not pick yet. Second pick. Second first pick. pick is tough. Now we will spin again. Second will be me. Henry of the X Boys right. fame. That leaves me for last, and, and I and third pick. And we're snake. We're snake. snaking. We're snaking. We're solid snaking around. Copy that. John, first pick. Who do you got? This is pressure, but um, come on. You gotta be. This is a no brainer. If you really, we're picturing 
who would defeat the X-Men? If you put this team together, it's pretty hard for the X-Men to come out on top. Number one pick is Apocalypse. We saw him. He's the only villain we've seen kill the X-Men on screen. He's zapped them, and they've turned to bones. They died. I mean, okay. John, I'm going to be honest with you. Was not even on my list. No way. Not even one through four. Even after we said that Apocalypse is technically the strongest villain they have. Are you serious, dude? Does not interest me. My first pick of the draft of villains. That's a good pick. I mean, that's that is the pick to make, right? You can't. No. How, how could you go with anyone else? You, you know, I love Sinister, yeah. but no, it's Andrew. You ready for my pick? Yeah, I'm ready for your pick, Henry. I want Sinister. You got it. <laughs> that's great. Sinister rocks. No, that's, cool. I think that's yeah. the obvious next pick too. Yeah, no, Sinister's I, another great. I pick. don't think it's. Necessarily obvious. Well, Andrew, here's the thing. Your, Let's go back to the danger room, right? Cyclops yeah. says, crank it up. Yeah. And uh, who he sees. Yes. Who who are those five people? Let's list them. Well, for I, memory. It's it's Apocalypse, Omega Red, uh, a bunch of people. Sinister. The important part is Apocalypse is the only one who beats him. Apocalypse can get big yep. and piston. He's incredible. I'm just saying. He can pretty much live forever. Uh, as a character, he doesn't interest me that much. Sinister apparently can live forever too, though. So, Well, hey, I get two picks. And my two picks. Well, fuck, I didn't even think about yeah. that. I'm going to first so bad. master some magnetism with Magneto. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the other And one. then I'm going to destroy your brains with the Shadow King. Fuck, that's such a good one. That is a good one. I wanted him to be like a sleeper for me, but... Uh, yeah, Shadow King's going to give all your guys nightmares, uh, including Apocalypse. He's Damn just going to get in Apocalypse's head. That's things my whole are, thing. Things are more difficult. While Magneto uses his ability to rip apart Apocalypse's Just letting you know, Mojo's technology. still available. He is still available. Well, Mojo's Henry, on the Henry board. it's back to you, bud. Okay. You got Sinister. I think because I got Sinister and because you got Magneto, I am going to pick... You know what? No, I'm going to pick... I'm going Omega Red. Oh, good choice. That's good. He's one of the five. You got the the creepy white skin guys. Yeah, he is just incredibly strong defensively. On a just purely defensive level, it's incredibly hard to defeat him. One of the only people who single handedly fought off all of the X Men until they did the little ice freeze maneuver. Colossus held him down, and that's true. uh, He was about to win. Yeah, yeah. he was. Storm iced him. He was Uh, sucking the life out of everyone. He's incredible. As soon as he gets his coils around, you know, Apocalypse. He's He's got a lot of power, that guy. I'm just going after Apocalypse with all of these. I'm like, we're going to take John down, Henry. We're going to beat John this time. I will say on a teamwork level, he's probably extremely hard to to control. I don't think Sinister will have uh, an easy time doing that. But Sinister is very smart, and I think he'll find a way to, uh, He'll plant a little bug in his brain. Oh, or that, yeah. Even just like a mental math, he could be like, you should probably do that, like just push him in the right direction. See, with me, it's like Magneto and Shadow King both have like the personal connection of like hating Xavier or not hating him, but oh, like, yeah. they both have like, pat, you know, beef with Xavier specifically. So that's Magneto how they're going to might bond. get a little pissed, though. He might be like, hey, man, don't hate him too much because he's kind of my guy. All right, John. <laughs> See, this is tough because I was going to do a curveball oh, here. I keep forgetting about that. I was going to do Dark Beast, but he technically has not appeared <laughs> no, you in can't the do show. Dark Beast. You can't do dark. He's only appeared in my dreams. I'm going to say Annalise. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, okay. I, I wasn't upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in scorpions. Henry, like, Did literally leapt off the couch. Leapt off the couch. I'm not saying I'm going to pick her, but... It's, it's interesting. She's, Dude, she, she's powerful. She's really powerful. Yeah. Um, Morph and Mojo. Morph and Mojo. Okay, dark, so dark Morph. So this is what I was going to bring up. Evil Morph was on my list. He tore apart the entire mansion. I think that's that fair. I think you can do this. And his power combined with Mojo. What do you mean combined with Mojo? Mojo can do... 
he zaps people to other universes entirely. He also killed the uh, the X Men. We saw them die one by I'm one. I'm gonna fucking take. Mojo no, they were alive. You. I'm gonna take Mojo from you, just being an asshole, and I'm not though. I picked him. Yeah, oh, John just picked. Oh, him. he did Mojo and oh, got it. Yeah. Mojo and Evil Morph. Oh so you got God. Apocalypse, Evil Morph, and Mojo. So what you're gonna? What's your plan to, to take them all to the Mojo verse first? And my then... team is basically the X Boys cover art right now. Minus... <laughs> it is. It's true. <laughs> what is this? The Fourth of July. Minus sinister. Yeah. Um, they want entertainment. Okay, Henry, what do you... For my third pick, uh, guys, Brainchild still is on the board. Um, <laughs> I wish they... I, I said this earlier, but I really do wish they used him more to his ability of, like, showing why he's Brainchild, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. Don't forget Graydon Creed. I have him on my list. No, you don't. Yes, I do. On my short list, at least. You were never going to draft Graydon Creed. He's a bad guy. He got <laughs> he got all the humans on his side, all the little like weird incel guys. Who you got, dog? Who you got? I'm going now this is this is where it starts to get crazy. I'm going Gorgeous George. Beautiful. I got Sinister and Gorgeous George together. You know that they love each other. Even and this episode especially, or this finale especially, they are really um, you know, cruising together. They're really cruising together. Yeah. They are. Two X-Men. Gift wrapped. Very thoughtful, George. Now, let's... Oh. You confused him with thoughtful, George. That's, a, that's the other one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's gorgeous George. There's thoughtful, George. All right. Curious. Andrew, you got um, two. I mean, this is real easy for me. I, I'm getting really? every single pick that I've wanted for the most part. I am too, honestly. I feel good. Um... I'm feeling really good about my next two picks. I actually wanted Morph, to be honest. Which going. are going to be Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. That was my next one. Great. And Sauron. Sauron was also I am going one to, I was But we're basing it only on what we've seen, and he's not that strong. He can. He, he hypnotized Xavier. Xavier, dude. That's big. That is big. He, he can hypnotize people just by looking at them. Power. And he can fly around. Yeah. You know, I've got the mental stuff locked in with but Shadow slab, King and Sauron, can and I've got his f- body size. Yeah, that's true. But he doesn't do it in the show. He also has three eyelashes. Uh, back to you, Henry. So yeah, so I'm locked in with my picks as Magneto, Shadow King, Juggernaut, and Sauron. I've got two physical Juggernauts. Uh- <laughs> you heard it here first. Andrew can't think of four X Men. He can. He's put a Lord of the Rings characters as fourth ones. I know. I don't know. I also stupid. love Sauron's reverence for Tolkien's work. So um, that's a big part of why I picked him as well. He's Andrew, well-read. I know Henry's about to go Morlock. What? Everyone loves the Morlock. What do you think I'm as my last pick? <laughs> yeah, let me guess. Let me guess. It is honestly. I'm gonna be honest. It's possible. Are you about to cover us in some scorpions? I really might. But don't overthink it. Let me see here for my final, my fourth and final pick. I will be choosing Annalie. Look, I love her. I let She's you guys do your thing. Extremely powerful. I'm going to let you know you fell right into my trap again. <laughs> Lady, you picked the wrong girl to adopt. You look. <laughs> How, how's your team working out here? You want a team of names you know, nostalgia. You want them to hit you. You look at four names and you're like, those four names mean something. Callisto. And there's one more person who fucked up the X-Men entirely. She fucked them up so much that yeah. people from the future had to come back and change time entirely. 
or else the president would have been assassinated or whatever the fuck was going on. Her name's Mystique. We got two shapeshifters on the Ooh. fucking team. It's good. It's good. My guess, my other guess for you was going to be Blob because I think he's just ex- incredibly powerful. I thought you were going Sabretooth. That was my backup. Honest. Sabretooth was my backup. Honestly, we could each Guys, do one undrafted, more. Guys, <laughs> undrafted, undrafted. Well, I mean, I'll add a fifth, but. Yeah, Sabretooth. Can, okay, you, there's your fifth. We'll All go right, back yeah. down real quick. Let's do a fifth. Yeah, Henry. You need, you need Wolverine protection if you have a villain squad. Right, so Sabretooth breaks. Not only does he break Graydon Creed, who's a threat. Yeah. He breaks Wolverine, who's a threat. Yeah. You got Apocalypse, Evil Morph, Mojo, Mystique, and Sabretooth. Amazing team. Really nice. Nice. But not quite as good as mine. For my fifth pick, I am going with... I'm going Vertigo. Okay. I am going with a very psychic team here. Mm. But I still have people like Omega Red, Gorgeous George. It's not that psychic. The and problem si- is if we Well, hit- Annalie, Vertigo, and Somewhat Sinister are kind of... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And are we counting Vertigo with her new Magneto powers? No, just Vertigo. Come on. She got powered up. She got uploaded. I, I mean, okay, sure. I mean, I don't no, think it changes I... it that much, but... <laughs> it's tro- It's hard. You want your psychic team to have Dark Phoenix, and we haven't gotten there yet. I don't even know who that is. Moving on. I'm going to be picking... Leech. I'm going with the only other person who's fucked up the X-Men significantly just by using his beautiful voice. Ruckus. Mm. Damn, dude. I didn't even think about Just going to be screaming you at you You both got guys. an annoying team. I have Mojo and Morph, and I'm calling you annoying. Yeah. I almost wow. went I almost went Spiral on it, but you know, nah, nah. Got to oh, go Ruckus. Spi- spiral, spiral gets cool points. But, but, in, but yeah. in this show, we don't really see her really do much with her powers, no. you know, or with, with her ability to fight or anything. I got to so. say, I'm pretty threatened by Andrew's team. Magneto, Shadow King, Juggernaut, Sauron, Ruckus. I mean... I'm controlling your mind. I'm blasting your eardrums. I'm running through you. I'm taking the iron out of your blood. Uh, <laughs> I can I can do the same thing. I'm getting inside your brain and giving you nightmares. <laughs> You're I'm laughing. Lo- I'm locking you in the astral plane, all right? All right, so is that your defense? It's how you feel? I'm just that's saying that's that's what my team's going to be doing to y'all. Yeah, so I've got Sinister, Omega Red, Gorgeous George, Anna Lee, and Vertigo. Now, Sinister, he's going to be plotting... I already, we can say, can you guys agree with me that Sinister is easily the best plotter of any of the villains? He can put together the best master plan. Mm, he didn't do it underneath Stonehenge. <laughs> okay, I will give it to you. No, Henry, Apocalypse, I think you get points. I do Apocalypse think points. is very smart. He for did, ha- for he having did. the biggest mastermind on your team, I do think you should you get points okay. for that for Sinister. So biggest mastermind, he now has, let's just say, control over Omega Red. One of the strongest villains we've seen. I physically. don't think you can make that argument necessarily. Fine, I'm just saying that on the team, or you can get the DNA has, of him and make more Omega Reds. Holy shit! An army of Mega Reds would literally take over. I mean, the yeah, world. that's the thing. Sinister has the DNA of the of yeah. your mutants. Sounds so. like two really good mutants, and the rest of your team shit. Gorgeous George is shit. Gorgeous George. <laughs> yeah, once Ruckus on blasts his eardrums open. Now, 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 now. He can just wrap you up and suffocate you easily. You picked an elderly woman on your team. Vertigo. We've seen how powerful Vertigo is. She can just anybody as long as they have ears. Oh, and guess a head. what? Guess what? The Shadow King doesn't. Yeah, that would be an issue for sure. But don't worry because Anna Lee is here. Anna Lee versus the Shadow King, best fight of season seven. I just want to point out to our listeners that Andrew's team doesn't have a woman on it. So holy shit! And I have two. And gorgeous George. <laughs> Andrew's face of defeat. <laughs> Um, has nothing to do with it. I'm I'm standing by Annalie, by the way. She can this do is some a, John, this is a villain shit. team, and who's more villainous than men? 
wow. You got soft, you got soft, kind, caring, motherly figure on your team. Henry. Yeah. Anna Lee, she just wants to have a baby girl again. That's true. Gender's fluid. That's why I have morphin mystique. That's not very villainous. Right. Oh, wow. You have the both shapeshifters. All right. You want to defend your team real quick? No need. Okay, cool. <laughs> List it out, though. All right, folks. Uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Yep. Evil morph. Wow. Mojo. Yep. Mystique. Yeah. Sabretooth. Physically, I'm picturing them, and it is a very cool-looking team. My team looks I can see absolutely that lineup. insane. I can see that lineup like in the comic book of yeah. like them burst busting down the door and being like, we're here to get you, X-Men. What about mine? Annalise <laughs> sitting on gorgeous George's shoulder. Yours is like a weird like mid-late 90s X-Men comic yeah. where it's just like it's really weirdly cartoony. And, like, Dude, Annalise sitting in a dark corner. With, you can't even see her. She's just in shadow, and okay. she's just like well, okay. You're, you're stepping on Shadow King territory. Um, bit, but. I just want to do a quick shout out to some undrafted villains that really are great. Blob, that's a huge pick. Should have been picked probably. Yeah. Callisto, leader of the Morlocks, whatever. Eh. Creed, leader of evil men. I mean, he's Tommy. just a, he's just a racist guy Tommy. who immediately folds when yeah. put under pressure. So um, we have, of course, the the dynamic duo of Avalanche and Pyro. Yep, they were not picked. No. Avalanche is there to get rocked every time he's on screen. Yeah. Oh no! Same same with uh, yeah, Pyro for the most part. And I really was close to doing this, but no brainchild picks. <laughs> Brain. Hey, someone. I'm. Some teams need a mastermind, you know. Yeah. Brainchild. Here's, here's a question. Been a good Are there pick any villains that? in the opening title when they're charging each other that we haven't met? Oh, I don't know. I think we've met them all. But folks, if you want to have a say in which one of us drafted the best villain team, we're going to have polls on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll combine the results sure. of those polls, and we'll let you know in the Season 3 opener who won. Yeah. Best villain team. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. Guys. It's been a great season. I think we can wrap it up. It's excited crazy. For, excited for the next one. You can expect to hear it sometime in early December. If yeah, you're listening to this now I, at the present. I uh, I'm very excited to see what season three has in store. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I I watched a little bit of the first episode. The animation was very good. Oh yeah, um, great animation. Big look. episodes, big storylines coming up. Really can't wait to dig into it. Cyclops has sex. Finally. Um. All right. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. We're the X Boys. <laughs> I do not need the color of the pope like you. You better watch your mouth. Uncharted tropical valley. Good luck, pal. There's nothing killing about these. Can't you make this program a little tougher? Yeah, now it's all right. Come on, Our enemies will be cranking up. Stop.